0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 133 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is August 20th, 2019. I'm Robert Ring, and with me is Mr. J. Totoro.
1: Oh, you gave me my real name.
0: I know, you get it back now, because last time I couldn't think of one, I was like, you know, this just needs to be the end, I think.
1: Dope. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what's up with you?
1: Uh, Not a whole lot, just kind of, actually, things are really nice right now. Works pretty slow, so pretty good work-life balance going on, not having to work on the weekends. So That's um... what I'm all about. It's really nice right now. I started exercising again, like, beginning of June. It's like two and a half, almost three months now. How are you feeling? Really good. I actually got into shape pretty damn quick. I have started weightlifting and doing cardio, so I lost a decent amount of weight, but then gained it back in muscle. Hell so, yeah. So, I'll take it. Um, yeah, things are good. How about you? What's new? How's your health?
0: Uh, f- <laughs> I've been sick the past week.
1: It's the summer, man. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. I just, like, randomly got a. I just woke up with a cold on Thursday. And, uh, just, it was like, I didn't feel like too bad, but like, it was like, I really didn't feel too sick, but I just couldn't, it was like, I was really cloudy. I just could not concentrate on anything. I could not get anything done. I was just, I basically didn't work. Cause I just like, couldn't even focus. Mm. And then I was super tired. So it could have been worse, but it, but it still kind of sucked.
1: I'm oh, sorry to hear that. I hate being sick. Like I, I'll be, since I had my surgery last year. As long as I do my basic treatments, I have had no issues with being sick. It's fucking insane. Like, I'm yeah. very prone to getting sick, and I normally am sick a few times a year, but it's great. And I'm sleeping more, too, which I think is also fine.
0: Hell yeah. Will? Yeah. You want to talk about news? Let's talk about news. All right. Uh, should we talk about what we're going to do later, or should we just bring that up when it's time?
1: let's bring it up when it's time. I think it's more fun. Kind of okay. on, on the spot.
0: Okay. Um. News, we got a few things, nothing too huge. Uh, so the Nintendo just announced the new games, the new NES games that are going to be added to the Switch Online Library uh, this month. And that is tomorrow uh, that these are going to be added. That is the new two, two new games are Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom. Yeah. I don't know anything about any of these.
1: Neither do I. I actually didn't hear about this. I I pay attention a decent amount uh, to the games that come out for the Switch, but uh-huh. I haven't seen this. Vice Project Doom looks pretty cool, but I
0: have never... um, You should Google it real quick. It looks really... I've never seen this, but it looks kind of sweet. Okay. Uh, okay. Square Enix has announced that Final Fantasy VIII... Well, actually, I think Sony is who announced it technically, but re- anyway. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, which I believe we already knew was in the works. It's coming out September 3rd, so just two weeks... From today that we're recording this.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh it's gonna have enhanced visuals um a
1: storyline. <laughs> <Sorry.
0: laughs> it's gonna have enhanced visuals, battle assist. Uh it says activate this booster to max out HP and ATB bars and trigger what? limit breaks at any time.
1: Excuse you'll, me. You lose
0: all HP when you get hit by a critical attack that gives more damage than your HP. Wow. Or by lethal damage, so basically easy mode, is yeah, what I was it sounds say. like. Um, you can also turn on no encounters, so if you are you know just wanting if you're wanting to run back and forth, you know, uh, check out story stuff, I guess, or just get from one place or another without there being a huge ass hassle, you can turn that off. That's kind of nice. And also, you can turn on three times speed for battles and stuff like that.
1: that makes sense. They've been implementing that on a lot of uh, old school RPGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, A lot of ROMs do that too, don't they? Yeah, yep. And then um, Night Dive Studios, they are working on... um, Well, okay, we'll talk about what they're working on in a second. One of the things that they're working on is uh, System Shock, like an updated version of System Shock, okay? Interesting. System
1: Shock 1. Is an updated version, like a re-release? A well, re-release?
0: we'll get there in a second, because it's kind of complicated. Okay. They just announced that they are now working on System Shock 2 Enhanced Edition as well. So, I, I remember there being some situation with the original System Shocks and them being re-released and that kind of stuff. I went and looked into it. It's actually a little bit weird. So, System Shock 1 Enhanced Edition is um out. Okay? That okay. has been released by them. And and I, I and now I can't even remember uh which one is which, but they are also working on what they're just calling system shock. Which I believe is okay. like
1: is You've like, lost me, but okay.
0: <laughs> I believe that that the one that's just called System Shock is basically a remake of the first one like a like a complete overhaul remake of the first one whereas System Shock Enhanced Edition is the original just with kind of like some quality of life changes like better controls or something like that but the graphics and that are all the same okay okay so um but System Shock the I guess remake was a Kickstarter that started in 2016 and they were going to have a 2017 release. Right now, they're saying it'll be out quarter two of next year. What? I mean, who's even surprised anymore by this? But it is kind of weird that they're now saying, oh, we're also working on System Shock 2 now as well.
1: Oh. Hey. (laughs) Like
0: yeah that's pretty much all there is to say about it i guess
1: that's pretty cringy and kind of awkward i guess
0: (laughs) so uh there's your news that's that's there's your news of the week why don't you give us the the... wow update
1: (laughs) uh so a couple things so we are less than a week away so next monday 3 p.m uh, local time for me do you have an alarm set for the second (sighs) that it comes out no, I'm going to be on my computer waiting. <laughs> what are you nuts? <laughs> um, so a couple things happened. So the first thing was Blizzard did uh, a name reservation thing. Actually, let's talk about the thing you brought up first because I think that's kind of cool. So Blizzard, in an effort to try and reconnect people who had originally played with people way back in the day when Classic WoW was originally released, uh, Blizzard created a, a subset on their website or like a, a forum on their website where you can go on there and put very ba- basic information. Basically, like the server, the class, the race you played, and if you obviously have your name, your name as well, to try and find people or a guild you're a part of, and it's to basically uh, allow people to locate people they may have may have not have talked to, to since original WoW came out, which is a really cool effort. I mean, it's something they didn't have to do, and it's just yeah, an definitely. Extra, it's not something that's going to generate the revenue, and all it really does is make things kind of easier for some of those. Uh, but beyond that, so uh, let's let's jump back a couple years, BlizzCon twenty whatever it was, and uh, WoW developers up on stage and people are calling they're basically making announcements for wow and people are saying we want classic we want classic and then the dude goes up to the podium and says hey when are you guys gonna do classic wow and the the lead designer says you think you do but you don't right <laughs> yeah. years later and they said okay we're gonna do it we don't think it's gonna be a big thing <laughs> but we're gonna do it um so fast forward to a couple weeks ago they did the name reservation so essentially they opened up a handful of servers and when i say handful i mean legit legitimately like a handful like there was five pvp servers in total i want to say uh they basically said hey you can log on the servers on this specified date make a character lock in your character so you have them problem is all the servers they made instantly became full so they basically made a post saying oh shit we need your help we're going, to open up some, we're going to open up a new server and we need you guys to migrate to that server so that we have a better idea of how many people we should anticipate playing. And, and so what ended up happening is they said that post and then they did another one two days later and basically said, hey, we really need you guys to understand there's going to be like 10,000 people in queue and it's going to be a very long queue to get on the server. So they open up the new server and it's already high population almost. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So they have a ton of servers that are already full. And then they have the new server they created, which is already full. So people went over
0: to the new one, but it filled up instantly. And I mean, I guess it still helped unload the other one somewhat.
1: To an extent. I mean, but the problem is the only reason people weren't making more characters on that server is because it was locked. They actually locked it. People couldn't make additional characters. So they really have no idea. Uh, And according to a survey that I was looking at, it was like a straw poll. 50,000 people were uh, basically listing that they're going to play Classic WoW. And only half of them said that they were going to that they had subscribed. So if you just take that as like a broad spectrum, only half the people that are going to play classic are sub. So that means we're probably going to have twice the population that we're currently seeing.
0: <laughs> so, so I'll let you finish, but real quick,
1: they're not not—they're pre- not ready. I mean, they're not prepared. I mean, blizzard doing the blizzard thing best. They're not, prepared. it's, it's going to be a shit show day one and I'm ready for it. I mean, it's, it's going to be super fun. It's <laughs> going to be a shit show.
0: You said they locked the servers. Is yep, that They're is that... full.
1: You can't make characters.
0: But that's just temporary.
1: No, that server is full until the population. Those oh, wow. Servers, so like me,
0: care. for instance, I will, probably won't just be able to get on there then, right?
1: Not on Herod. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Unless they... Uh, so, so somebody in Blizzard was like... It's interesting to me that Blizzard's like, oh shit, we have this problem. How do we fix it? Okay, let's tell the community they need to fix it. I.e. trying to get people to migrate off the server. But some genius on Reddit came up with a way better solution that makes it a thousand times easier for everybody. What they do is they clone Herod literally clone the data, create another server, called Harad 1, Harad 2, and they tell everybody to delete one of their two characters. Or excuse me, to delete their characters on either Harad or Harad 2. It would segment out the population almost instantly. And it would it would allow the servers to be way less overpopulated. And they could do that more than once if they need to. because so it would basically segment out pieces of the population, and then they can lock those servers, right? So that they can't be overpopulated. It, it's like, I saw, I was like, that is the smartest thing I've ever seen I, on Wait, World. I
0: don't know if I understand that. Wouldn't that just... Create isn't that just the same as creating more servers?
1: uh but 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 essentially, so they 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 need to get people off of Herod, but they can't do it unless people leave, and people aren't leaving. So it's either it's going to be a shit show, and people are in queue, or people are going to migrate up the server. And right now they're doing neither. So what I'm saying is, in order to 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 break up the server, because right now, so back in the day, a, a large server was three thousand people. Herod mm-hmm. has ten thousand people right now. Uh huh. So it's three times, more than three times the limit of what the original servers were like. So my point is, in, instead of begging the community to migrate off the server, which they're not going to do, because people don't want to lose their names. and They don't want to lose the server that they're on with all their friends. Split the server in two, essentially. So you basically clone the server, uh-huh. call it Harad 1, Harad 2, give people like a day or two so that they can talk to their friends and say, hey, I'm playing on Harad 2. And then they delete the other one. Right? You choose one of those two servers to play on and it would it would break up the population and maybe it's like an 80 20 split or a 70 30 split but that's still way better and even if it's a 30 70 split those 30 are still at server cap so it's in worst case scenario they're still going to be better off than where they are right now.
0: I think they it, would but I think the problem with that would be that eventually they have to delete you know what if people don't delete their own things then Blizzard is going to have to do it for them
1: well well, well not necessarily cuz essentially what they could do is they could say if you're playing on Herod, you have to select one of those two servers as your main server. The button pops up and says, this oh, okay, is the okay. server I want to play on," or something to communicate to Blizzard. And and if you, it doesn't matter if you don't delete the other sure, character. Okay. The other characters can exist. It's only when you try to connect to the world that it's going to cause. So okay. if you log on to Harad one and say, I'm playing on Harad one, and then maybe it locks you, Harad two from you or something, that's all they would have to. And I saw the post, I was like, that is genius. Like that is a very easy way to solve this problem. And it doesn't require the community being good faith actors or whatever you want to call it. Like it's, it's, right. it's baffling to me that a company the size of blizzard is going, we saw this problem coming. We did nothing to prepare for it. Here it is. And our solution is we're going to wing it. That, that's essentially what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me personally, it's not a big deal because I'll be on day one. But I feel bad for anybody who's not trying to log on at 2.59, 59 p.m. on Monday. Good luck. Because it's going to be a gigantic.
0: Maybe I'll give it a week. before i try before i try uh doing that because that just sounds like a lot of shit to have to deal
1: with yeah for sure And, and i'm very excited about this a lot of stuff's coming back uh what i'm very excited about personally is this could uh reinvigorate this could this could bring life to the old school mmo the very grind heavy dedicated kind of mmo and i'm hoping that this project does so well that we start to see similar mmos try to adopt this because Today's MMOs do not interest me in the slightest. These story-driven, where you're the hero, and you can basically do whatever you want, and you're the most power It's so boring. I love the idea of a collaborative, so I'm really excited for this project to do well. We'll see. Oh, yeah,
0: sure. Okay, this is this will certainly be interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm All really right. excited.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. I know you're excited. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, let's... Yeah, Let's talk about the games that we've been playing. How about that? Or sure,
1: do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I will
0: go first because we got a little <laughs> okay. something different. Uh, Jay had a different idea for this episode, so let me go first. We'll get my—I'll do my uh, classic style discussion, and then we'll do our different thing for this episode. All right, I played. Where I'm trying to find my notes for it. Hold on, I know I know what it was, but I just want to make sure I got my notes. The fuck, is my notes? Got it. Uh DuckTales Remastered. You remember um we talked about this last episode. Yeah. They um they this got delisted from from everywhere. From Steam why? and all the like online stores, you know, for consoles oh, and stuff. I forget
1: why what happened with it? They
0: didn't say why. They just said Calcom oh, okay. um, just said, Hey, this is getting delisted. Gotcha. Buy it. You have two days to buy it if you want it. Uh, you know, we're going to put it on sale. It was like 375 or something. And, uh, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not sure I really, you know, I, I kind I did, I did like the game, the the Nintendo game when I was little, this is a remaster of the Nintendo game. Um, but I just don't know if it's going to really hold up. But then again, you know, this is my only chance that it's so cheap and it does have the, the moon level, which has the best background music in any video game ever.
1: It's pretty nutty. I do actually remember that.
0: Yeah, so um, I just I just went for it, and uh, I didn't think I would be playing it soon. But then when I was sick, uh, the, past, the past week, there were two games that I played. The other one is um, the one that I'll talk about during uh, current gaming subcast. But there were two games that I played when I was sick because I couldn't focus or do anything. So I just played video games Thursday through Sunday pretty much. And uh, I wanted I wanted something. I was like, you know what, 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 what's something new? Oh, you know what? Here's Ducktales. I'll give this a shot. This will be an easy game to kind of relax and just play. And uh, I am very sorry to say this because you cannot buy this game anymore. But I absolutely loved it.
1: It Whoa. was
0: it was awesome. Um, gameplay wise, it's it's fairly uh, simple. It's not necessarily... well. I say it's not easy. It is a little bit easy. It's not. It's not just a just a cakewalk or anything like that. There are some kind of tough parts, but overall the game is not very hard. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, DuckTales, as I said, it originally was a was an NES game, and I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with it and probably played it. You uh, you play as uh, Scrooge McDuck, and you are going around. Basically, there's this. You, you, there are uh, five or six, I forgot how many treasures there are hidden throughout the world. And you're traveling around the world, uh, to find them. And each area of the world that has a treasure, that's one level. And it's, it's kind of like a big, the levels are interesting. They're, they're very, um, the layout of the level is very much like a section of a Metroidvania game. Even though this game is not a Metroidvania game, in the sense that you are not getting power-ups that change your abilities to reach, you know, to access different areas. You're not getting a fucking grappling hook or super speed or stronger attacks or anything like that. But just the layout is in that they are, all the levels, they're non-linear. They do have, you know, up and down sections where you're climbing a ladder to go, you know, to this part or that, then you're obviously scrolling side to side. And if you pull up the map, then the map looks exactly like something that you would see in a Castlevania or a Metroid game or something like that. Um, And what you're doing is you're going around trying to find the treasure in that area. And sometimes you have to do other things before you find the treasure. Like uh, on the moon, the moon is where one of the treasures is hidden. And on that level, you uh, are looking for the pieces of... Oh, uh, what's his name? The the fucking the Cyber Duck?
1: Yeah, I can't think of his
0: name. It might just be Cyber Duck. But I wouldn't anyway... be surprised if it's something <laughs> that old, You know. Yeah. But uh you're you're looking for the pieces of him so you can put them together so he can go to this one part and like blow open some rock and so that you can get to other parts of the level. So it's not a hundred percent just finding the treasure. Sometimes you have to find other stuff before you're able to go find the treasure. And then on some levels you have to find like the treasure is you have to find multiple things and so it kind of mixes it up a, a little bit but generally you're you're wandering around the level exploring going up and down side to side looking for things uh, and of course there are bad guys there's plat- there's a lot of platforming and you're trying to dodge bad guys and your your attack is that you jump up and use Scrooge McDuck's cane like a pogo and you jump up and hold down and B or you know what would have been B on the NES controller and he Sticks his uh, his uh, cane down and then bounces on the ground when uh when he hits the ground. And you can just hold that as long as you want and bounce around. And if you land on an enemy like that, it kills the enemy. But you can't just jump on the enemy. That'll hurt you. The only way to attack them is to do the pogo thing and land on their head. Or there are little rocks all over the place. And you can go up to the rocks and hold B and he smacks it with his cane. And the rock will, depending on what kind of rock it is, it might go just a little bit or it might kind of go flying and you can, if you hit enemies with a rock like that, that'll kill them also. You also use this a lot to to open treasures. Some some treasures, so there are treasures that you find throughout the game, like not the main treasures that you're looking for, but just little treasures that have gems in them. And you can, some some of them are basically on the ceiling of the level and you have to hit rocks up to them to, to get those treasures. And uh, the, the point of the gems, in the NES game, they were just points, I believe. In this game, they give you money that you use to unlock um, extras, like sketches, concept art, just little profiles of characters. Uh, you can eventually unlock background music and that kind of stuff. So it, it, I thought that was a neat incentive to actually make you care about getting points, since nobody cares about you know just random points anymore. Um so that's pretty much the extent of the mechanics of the game. You're just going around through these levels, pogoing around, killing bad guys. Eventually you get to a boss of the level and you know, the, obviously the bosses are a little tougher and you know, they have patterns that you have to figure out so you can beat them. None of them are really that hard. And, uh, and then you get the treasure and you move on and you could do the levels in whatever order you want. The beginning, when you start the game, you're in Scrooge McDuck's office and he's got this computer and you pull it up and you choose, you just tell it where you want to go. So, the different levels are i don't remember all of them but it's like the moon the the amazon some some mines in africa the himalayas and uh, one or two others uh, this game as i said the mechanics they're they're fine there's nothing there's nothing that stands out about them that great anymore but this game is so well made and so well, I guess, produced in every way. It it just blew me away. I didn't mind. I could have played it for another, you know, it's not a very long game. I probably, I think I beat it in about four hours total. I would have been happy to play it for another four or five hours just to experience wow. the visuals, the music, the cutscenes. It is, it was so much fun just to kind of sit back and look at this game.
1: This is not what I expected when you started this. <laughs> it was that you know what i, I mean?
0: expected either i was this is one of the most surprised i've been by a game that i can remember wow. in recent time it is beautiful the the levels look fantastic the backgrounds look awesome the characters look exactly like they just came right out of a cartoon um you uh all, all the colors are bright and vivid The soundtrack is equally well done. It is, uh, even the staging area, even like the area, like where you're choosing where you're in his office and, uh, you're choosing what level you want to go to and stuff like you can, there's actually a couple, a few things you can do in his office, but the main thing is choose which level to go to. Even just the, the music when you're in his office is really, really good. Of course I mentioned, it does have one of the best video game songs of all time. The moon theme, and, you know, they, they did update it, so it's not the exact music from, you know, it's not the chiptune style, basically, of of NES. But it's uh it's it's the same exact song, just kind of done in a more, you know, modern you know, with more modern technology. Okay. And uh I I think I do still prefer the very original version, but this one stays so stays so close that this that it's still just is amazing. Definitely like as long as they kept it the same, it would have been awesome. Just because that that melody and all is inherently awesome. But uh, I, I think I do prefer the NES version for for whatever you know. Take that for what it's worth. Um, it also has they, they what they added to the game is little is kind of is these little cutscenes kind of explaining what's going on and and certain stuff like when you go to the moon. Like every time you go to a level there's a little cut scene with you getting there and you know, sometimes Launchpad is flying you there and he's crashing the plane and you're yelling at him for being such a terrible pilot, stuff like that. Nice. Um, when you go to the moon level, <clears throat> there's this inventor duck that, that is one of Scrooge McDuck's friends that that's from the cartoon, but I don't remember his name and I didn't remember anything about him until I saw this. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. And, uh, like when you go to the moon, for instance, there's a little cut scene with him saying, Oh yeah, make sure you chew this gum that I invented. Uh, it makes it, it's like oxygenate oxygenated gum and it makes it to where you can, you know, uh, exit where, where you can live on the moon without having to breathe air. And so it was like, they do little things to explain, you know, why stuff is working the way it is sure. and stuff like that. And there's a little, you know there's a cut scene that they added a little bit at the beginning of the game to kind of set up a premise, uh, about, you know, how, how you just found out about all these treasures and all this stuff. Um, it's got, you know, like I said, all the DuckTales lore, it's got, uh, uh Huey, Dewey and Louie, It's got, uh, Wendy, who is their sister, I believe it's got the, the, uh, the Beagle. I think they're called the Beagle boys, which are the, uh, the bad guys. Yeah. They're the Beagle boys. They're, they're, they're like the bad guys of the series. They're kind of, you know, just trying to stop you throughout the way throughout the whole game. The voice acting is a hundred percent perfect. It is. They actually, and we, I, I sort of remember talking about this, uh, at one point, but they brought back the original guy who did the voice for Scrooge McDuck uh, in in the cartoon. And he was 90 something years old when they got him to do this. And he, and he sounds perfect. And all the other characters, I don't believe they had their original voice actors or something. I mean, it could have been the same guy, I suppose, but I don't think it was. Um, regardless, all the other characters sound absolutely perfect as well. Uh, just everything about the game feels so lovingly made and like in it's one of the games where you play it and, you, and you feel you really really also feel like the people who made it really had a deep love or or at least deep respect for the original game because it plays exactly the same and the layout of the levels i i can't say whether it's the same or not because it's been too long but I do remember very like some very specific things. It's like, oh, I kind of remember that part of this level. So the levels may be exactly the way they were um, originally. Just mm-hmm. you know, obviously the graphics are different and all that. It's just they added all these little cutscenes and the voice acting and the and the game looks awesome. It is and, the, and then, like I said, the music is fantastic. It was such a joy to play this game. I wow. I I was so surprised at how much I loved this. I'm surprised. Love it. You can even... Do you remember... Did you ever watch the cartoon? Yeah. Do you remember in the intro little scene, like, you know, where they like do the music and show, like, you know, random scenes and stuff at the beginning of the cartoon? Do you remember how it would show him uh, swimming around in his coins? Yeah. So, if you haven't seen the cartoon, Scrooge McDuck has this big giant safe that's just filled with gold coins. And at the cartoon, one of the things that they showed at the beginning was him diving off uh, off of the top of this big ladder inside the safe and landing in the coins and then just kind of swimming around in the coins when you're back at his uh at his house in between levels you can go into his vault and do that you just jump in you just jump in and it's all the you don't get anything for it it's just for you to jump into the coins and just swim back and forth
1: that's actually kind of cool
0: yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it kind of made me even want to go back and watch the old Ducktales cartoons. That's that's how much I, I, <laughs> I like this game. Uh, so yes, if you happen to pick this up in time, or if you maybe already had it in your Steam library or whatever and just haven't played it yet, I I highly recommend this. It was it was such a pleasant surprise. My my only complaint is that it has all these extras. You know, I told you about how it's got the concept art and all that kind of stuff that you can unlock. Well. When you find these coin the, the little gems throughout the game that give you money to buy this stuff, it's kind of like everything's hidden and it's it's just like if you jump or bounce in this certain spot where it is, it'll pop up and fall to the ground. So they're they're invisible and you kind of just have to stumble upon them. Um in my entire playthrough, I unlocked probably a little less than half of the stuff. Um, and some, and some parts of it, it won't let you unlock until you've unlocked enough previous stuff. And so I wish that there, that I think it's a cool idea, but I wish that they had something where once you finish the game, you just automatically get access to everything. Cause I really would have liked to check out some more of the concept concept art and just listen to some of the music, but I wasn't able, there was so much that I was unable to unlock because I hadn't found enough uh, gems in my playthrough, Hmm. but anyway, as you can tell, I, I really, really love this game. I highly recommend it if you if you have access to it. All right, Jay. What's up, dog. Jay had a different idea for this episode because he was afraid he wouldn't be able to uh, uh, have a chance to play something in time. Since we we kind of decided about halfway, uh, I guess about a week ago, to do about a week ago to yep. do this one early because wow was coming out and jay's gonna be 100%, an absolute 100%. yeah
1: 100
0: puddle uh and so jay wasn't sure if he would have time to play something so uh jay why don't you tell us what your idea is and we're gonna see how this goes
1: sure uh so what i suggest to robert is we play a game live we play something that neither one of us have played before or we played very minimally Uh, Something we kind of talk about. And I wanted to play something that was an RTS just because I've been wanting to play an RTS for a little while. Something I haven't put much time into. Um, And so we came down to Total Annihilation.
0: Yes. So we are going to give this a shot. We're going to try to, (sighs) you and I are really going to have to try to give really hardcore play-by-play commentary on our thoughts and stuff, or else we're going to be sitting here clicking around we'll be fine
1: (laughs) we're not competing like diablo so i think it's a little bit easier
0: yeah i think so too um so we'll kind of i think we're just gonna have to constantly be giving our thoughts while we're playing it and just kind of see how this works out may suck it may be good who knows we're gonna do it anyways um we're gonna do this for some amount of time between 30 minutes and an hour um, if it does, for I, I I think we're gonna do good enough. If this does turn out to be a complete disaster, I'll probably just edit it out, and then we'll give our thoughts afterward. But I don't. That's just a, like worst case scenario. Sure. I'm I not guess. anticipating that. I just realized that I'm gonna have to uh, keep my volume off. There we
1: go.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it's gonna come through on the podcast.
1: Well you we can just try it really low, maybe right?
0: No, it'll it'll okay. no 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 because my. I'm recording the computer's audio. That's how I'm getting you. Okay. So even if I have it low, it's just you're still going to be able to hear it. Um, our right, listeners may hear. Out. Good. Okay. Good. My uh, listeners may you may hear it start up for a second. But I will. Uh, oh crap! You know what? Is this is this in DOSBox? No, it's not. Okay. Good. No. Because DOSBox is terrible. You know, you can't tab it. Well, you can, but it <laughs> like shrinks it when you tab it. It totally in and out. fucks it. Yeah. Um, but. Luckily, it's not, so I can tab Whoa. out, t- turn the volume down on the mixer, and go back. Are we? We're Internet skipping. Navigation. We're skipping the cutscene, or are we? I did. The I scene?
1: listened like the first two minutes, and it was just kind of a meme intro. Okay,
0: it looks kind of cool. Looks fine. All right, total annihilation. All right. Ooh, um, it's like
1: it's like. um, Are you recording?
0: You're. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like uh, Command and Conquer. Looks like you choose between the arm and the core, which I think are good guys or bad guys.
0: Are you doing skirmish?
1: No, I was doing to do the campaign. All right, I think I'm going to do skirmish. I'll do skirmish then. Let's, let's try to okay. do the same thing, right?
0: Uh, it's up to you. We can do it either way.
1: I think it's probably the way about it. Are you going to play arm or core? I'll play the opposite. Of you. All right. Let's
0: let me take a look. Um, let's see. Somehow my volume, my sound just came back on. Arm or core? I'll go with core.
1: I'll go with arm. My enemy is arm. Okay. Uh I'm gonna do a different map than the base one. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Crystal Crack. Crystal map. crack? <laughs> That's what it's called Oh no, I want Cormageddon. Fuck that. I That's did too awesome.
0: much crystal crack last week. That's why I got sick. I'm
1: doing i I'm doing Cormageddon. Okay. Medium so, difficulty. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna get peppered. I got I
0: wanna do crystal Oh Chris, yeah, I'm doing Crystal Crack.
1: Alright, let me know when you're ready.
0: Um Cormageddon looks like a Looks like Pac-Man,
1: right?
0: Or it looks like a uh, like the Pac-Man level. Um, okay. Oh, look at,
1: Dark... dope huh? look. look at Darkseid. Look at Darkseid. Oh Side wait, now. these
0: are these are giant islands on Crystal Crack. I don't want to deal with islands on my phone. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: didn't realize those islands. Oh yeah, I see that. Do uh, do Darkseid. Dark that looks dope. Let's see. Yeah. Oh ah, okay, that does look pretty cool. Um, there's one called Oui. It's like four O's and then five E's. There's one
0: called acid trip.
1: Oh, wow. These guys are definitely doing drugs. Okay.
0: Um, all right. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I will. Well, hold on. All right. Let me, I I, I take it back. Give me a minute. (laughs) I'm playing. You're ready. Did I say I'm playing core? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to play as core. I'm going to play against arm. I'm picking. I got to pick my color.
1: I'm picking, I'm, my picking, color right now
0: too. I'm picking yellow
1: i am I was about to pick yellow i'm gonna do i'm picking green i'm doing purple and yeah, i'm gonna make my enemy yellow
0: actually i'm doing that light blue color and i'm playing against green all right ready um come, wait wait hold on game ends location fixed i don't know if that
1: does i'm just I'm okay going. all right go for it three two one starting okay what, what? fucker <laughs> Okay, so I think this first unit we have. Okay, so it's left click to move, not right click like in StarCraft. Oh, okay. So this We're supposed to deploy this, this guy, a, right? This builds a base,
0: yeah. Yeah, but how? How's he do it? I don't know. Orders. Okay, build. Oh, he's a builder. Okay. Oh, he's a build. Okay, so he just goes around building things. All right. So right now I'm building a solar panel. How about you? I just did that. Yep. You, so when I play these types of games, I like RTS, RTSs I mean, I pretty much always um Play metal play skirmish mode to like learn the game because that's where everything is unlocked and you know oh, how the campaign
1: makes it so easy though
0: yeah well that's true but sometimes they throw in extra things or they don't throw in everything whereas skirmish it's like all right I I see everything that I have access to
1: metal maker Let's okay. do this. I built two power plants I built or solar collectors I'm
0: building an energy
1: storage I'm building a metal maker right now and then we build a metal storage or metal extractor I think My, I don't know.
0: My energy is going... Look, we have an energy bar. Okay, apparently the two resources are metal and energy, if you look at the top right. Um, My energy is going down as I build this thing. So that makes me think that...
1: You need a lot of energy?
0: Well, yes, and it's something that you have to replenish over time in order to keep building stuff. So it looks like the things you need to build things... Yeah, if you hover over something, it'll say next to it at the bottom, M, a number, and then E, a number. And uh
1: I have no energy. Then you're fucked.
0: No, look, it re- it replenishes from your solar collector.
1: I think I'm gonna build some wind generators. See at the top right? like the, it, I, I get that, but like it looks like it's costing. me. Okay. I'm not at a deficit. You're
0: probably rate. building something right now, right? No, not anymore. I was. No? Okay. I just built. I'm some, build a metal. Yeah, I built a metal extractor.
1: How do you build like? Oh, there's arrows. You can build bad stuff. Okay. Or wind stuff, generator. Vehicle plant.
0: Like, does this generate wind, or is it a generate a wind powered generator? I think it's
1: a wind powered generator. Okay, I'm building a vehicle plant. <laughs> I'm right just now.
0: building one of every single resource facility oh, right now.
1: I'm building a vehicle plant right now.
0: Metal storage, okay. I'm going to
1: build a light laser tower as well. Just one in of case. us is
0: going to get attacked in five minutes, and the game's going to be over. If
1: five minutes, if if that.
0: <laughs> What's the difference between metal maker, oh, radar tower? I
1: think that's for a map and
0: metal extractor. Yeah, I need I to know.
1: know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person, my friend. How do you build another worker?
0: That's what I, I'm sure you have to build a specific building that, that gives you more of them.
1: Okay. Uh, I built my, okay. I can build Jeffy. Uh, There's a unit I can build called Jeffy in honor of our listener, Jeff, I guess. Yeah. It's called the Jeffy fast attack. Oh man.
0: You got to build it, build nothing but Jeffy. All right. How do you build something besides these six buildings? You see
1: the arrows right below those? Those janky oh. concrete <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I I'm, do have a mini-map now. I do have a mini-map now. Oh, I fuck. Radar.
0: I'm building the immolator.
1: Oh, wow. There's underwater buildings.
0: Oh, I don't have enough energy. I need to build more uh, solar panels, I guess.
1: Solar collectors. Yeah, I guess. Right? Exactly. I guess. <laughs> okay, I built the Jeffy. The Jeffy is on the map.
0: Yeah, so the panels are how much you produce over time and then the storage is how much you can store if you're not using it i guess it should be obvious but uh oh fuck now my energy is really low and it's gonna take him forever yeah I, I have zero
1: energy and zero metal yep
0: how much per energy are you producing right now 90 and negative 194 okay i'm at 65 <sighs> and negative well he just finished building negative 64 I, we're gonna need a few more of these yeah
1: i'm gonna need a lot okay i'm gonna try and build some wind generators i so think the I wind
0: build. generators may give you more
1: I think you're right. Because
0: they're more expensive.
1: Oh, man, you can't click on the minimap to move. That's weird. Ah, oh, that sucks. Oh, if oh you, can, you, you, can, really you can you can right-click it. on the minimap. Oh, thank you. Where's my guy going? Okay, oh, no, 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 no. oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. That, that makes him walk there. Never mind. Don't right-click.
1: Yeah, but at least it, fuck, it um, moves me there, too. Yeah, okay, but I need it, more metal no, collectors. I know, but you
0: can't. But if you don't want him to walk there, first should...
1: energy into metal. Okay, that's what I need. I need more the, uh,
0: metal maker. Can you
1: uh? Can you hotkey your units? Nope. What's the difference between makes metal and extracts metal? I would assume if one converts energy into metal and the other one extracts metal from the ground. I don't know.
0: Okay. <laughs> I wonder if the extractor has to be on a specific type of terrain.
1: Okay, I actually have an. I actually have resource.
0: I just built another wind generator, and it's not giving me anything extra. Maybe I'm gonna build
1: the kabot lab. I think I wonder like if it's.
0: I bet it's because. Uh, maybe it's because I'm on this moon type, um, map, and there's no wind.
1: I'm building a kabot lab, hoping that I can build like something cool. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Have you, I take it you have not had any encounters no. with a bag. I okay. built
1: two Jeffies and that's it.
0: What are your thoughts so far, Jay?
1: I have no idea what's going on. I'm, uh, I'm like trying to understand what's going on. The graphics are actually okay. They're yeah. readable, which I'm kind of surprised with. Not Sound bad. effects are okay. Music's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very I can confirm that for me, I, and I, I don't know if it's because of my map, but I'm sure it probably is because of my map. Uh, I get no benefit from wind
1: generators. Mine are spinning. Are yours spinning? No. Okay, that's...
0: That's a, that's, a, that's a clue. All right. K-Bot Lab. I'm producing K-Bots. Yeah, that's
1: I'm, I'm building K-Pop right now. Okay. <laughs> I have two Jeffies. <laughs> I'm going to build a Stumpy, which is a medium. A stu- that's a real thing? Yeah, it's called the Stumpy. There's the podger. Holy shit, there's
0: all sorts wow. of underwater buildings, floating buildings. Yeah. I'm building the... Oh, yeah, I already said this, but I couldn't build the emulator because I don't have enough stuff.
1: I need to cancel building the Stumpy. I don't have enough power. (laughs) I don't know how to cancel it, but I need to.
0: Try just walking away maybe while he's building it. I figured it out. No. Okay. I finished my K-Bot lab, and I'm building building another construction K-Bot.
1: Oh, that's kind of cool. What's a commander? Is that like your main dude, I
0: guess? Jethro.
1: I I... I can build a unit called the Jethro.
0: (laughs) Nice. While that is building, I'm going to build more... I'm just going to have to build solar panels out the ass, I think, is pretty much what this comes down to. I'm going to
1: build a bunch of stuff that converts energy into metal and then just go wind, I guess, for the future.
0: Sure. Oh, you know what? I am definitely going to need more metal. I'm producing three metal right now. How about you?
1: Uh, One. (laughs) Okay. 5.3 now. One.
0: Yeah, mine keeps going between three and one also.
1: Yeah, I just built another converter. I think you're just supposed to be constantly building things apparently, to produce.
0: Yeah, apparently you just have to macro your ass off in this game.
1: I'm out of energy again. <laughs> I have a little bit of metal.
0: My guy can't even get this thing finished building because I don't have yeah, enough. Yeah, you don't have resources. I'm running
1: the same friggin' issue.
0: <laughs> so you have to wait. You're, you have to wait for it to. I mean, I guess that's part of the game. But you have to. He like pauses and waits for you to get some more energy, and then he shoots some green stuff at it to help build it cool. I wonder if your K-Bot looks like my... Wait, or is yours called a
1: K-Bot? Uh, my, I'm building a construction K-Bot.
0: Okay, that's what mine... Oh, the commander, I think, is the... Look, when you hover over your guy, it says commander.
1: Yeah, so, I know, but I was like, I wasn't sure if you could build another one. Oh, I don't know.
0: I'm going to build yeah, some... I'm building another
1: power. wind plant because I need more energy.
0: I'm building another metal extractor because I think that I'm going to need that soon. And right now I've got... Four solar panels. I have two wind things that are not doing shit. And my solar panels
1: aren't doing anything.
0: My construction K-Bot. Yeah, adding 20 energy f- They're what?
1: They're adding 20 energy apiece. My yeah, wind generators getting, are, building, are doing seven.
0: Okay, good. I'm getting 20 from my solar panels as well. All right, I got my construction K-Bot. And ooh, looks like he can build some stuff that the other guy cannot.
1: Well, mine's just about done as well, actually.
0: Some of this stuff is expensive. He's building a. I'm gonna have him build. What should I, What should he build next? How about a oh, radar? When you scout the map, radar,
1: stays tower. open. Huh? When you scout the map, it stays open. Oh, that's. Oh, he can literally just build the same stuff as the commander. That's. Yeah, but he can build better. extra stuff too. Is that a dragon's teeth guardian?
0: Do you see that? That he can build. Oh, geothermal
1: things? power plant costs ten thousand. Advanced K bot lab. <laughs>
0: what one playthrough this is going to end up being a 10 hour game
1: i'm just building as much energy as possible right now
0: yeah same here and
1: metal i'm going to build the the freaking advanced kbot lab for a bajillion money
0: <clears throat> i was about to do that too but i decided to build a radar tower instead i have no idea what it does though
1: it just gives you a map i have it i already have it you see the whole map no 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 you just like get a, a mini map like a big
0: part of the map yeah Wait, wait. I don't understand what it does. He it builds
1: a lot slower, by the way.
0: It doesn't show me the map. It just shows me a big ring on the map. I guess it's just if, if bad yeah, guys are yeah. coming in. Okay. Uh
1: um, Oh, he builds slower, I think.
0: I'm going to build uh you know, what? I'm just going to macro up a little bit more.
1: I'm just spamming power plants right now.
0: Yeah. I'm spamming. I'm do I have one guy devoted to I have my my little new Kbot Junior building solar um, plants and the K bot commander is building metal uh, extractors. It's
1: a good strat. I like
0: it. <clears throat> yeah, nice balance. You know, it's a it's what I like to call a pro gamer move.
1: Uh, I'm up to like ten power plants and I'm still short of energy.
0: <laughs> I wonder what we're. I wonder if this is just if this is how it's supposed to be, if we're both doing something hilariously wrong.
1: I know. I feel like some somebody's losing, like, you guys are so stupid. Like. If you guys played the campaign, you would know anything about this game.
0: I think we're about to get steamrolled the second we see the AI.
1: I know. I'm very surprised they haven't attacked. Normally, AI in games like this, they uh, they attack pretty early. Yeah,
0: well, there's some, like, one guy, you know, like a shitty army or something. A little something bump like that. rush, usually. All right, I'm going to do one more metal extractor, one more solar panel, and then I'm going to start building some units.
1: I'm building the advanced K-Bot lab. Let's go.
0: I feel a little vulnerable right now.
1: I do, but if I die, I die. What are they going to do? Kill me? Sucks to suck. Okay, I'm full on energy now. I have twelve hundred fifty energy.
0: All right, my commander.
1: I I think you build faster if you have more energy.
0: You know what? I'm going to build another energy storage thing.
1: I'm building energy storage. I'm at twelve fifty, so maximize.
0: Um, and then you can yeah, because some stuff you can't afford if you don't have extra energy storage.
1: I do like the mechanic of going into debt for things. I think it's kind of cool that you have to pay for it over time as opposed to up front like most RTSs. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that is
0: kind of interesting. Um, how's the sound?
1: Good. It's actually pretty good. The music's very... Uh, it's there. It's there enough to where you listen to it every once in a while, but it's not like the main point. I kind of like it.
0: It's kind of like traditional... Yeah, traditional PC. RTS music. Okay, so I, I can almost picture exactly what it sounds like in my head.
1: Right?
0: Um, all right, let's see. We're going to get some... Oh, wait, no, I've already got this... All right, I'm getting some units. I'm getting a uh, Rocket oh Bot. God, the
1: Advanced K-Bot Lab costs so much money. Rocket Bot. All right, I'm going to send both my scouts across the map and see what the end
0: Ooh, a light laser tower. You know what? I'm going to build a couple of these. Hopefully, that means they are defensive because uh, <laughs> that's what I'm building. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to get...
1: I need down. more metal. Holy shit.
0: Don't we all? Right now, I'm generating... Still only generating three point five. I wonder if I put my. You know what? I That's think seven
1: point six metal now.
0: I think I did. Well, okay, oh. I don't understand this because the metal extractors they they have two two green numbers and two red numbers, and so do the solar collectors. Do you have any idea what the difference between nope these is? My metal extractors
1: two point three.
0: Mine are getting basically nothing except for and one looks like it's going a little faster though so i wonder if that means it does matter
1: yeah one of mine is going so oh you know what i
0: see i see a metal deposit over here what it looks like a little thing of ice on the ground kind of weird uh where my oh no where my k-bot k-bot junior where's okay this
1: advanced k-bot lab is so expensive by the I'm
0: building a metal extractor on top of a metal deposit. And I do notice that some of my metal extractors are going a little bit... Fa- oh, fuck. Are going a little... No, come back. Are going a little mine faster. Mine are going at the same rate. One of mine is plus going th- faster than the others.
1: Yeah, I'm getting plus 2.3 off of both of mine right now. Okay. I, I guess I'm just going to keep building stuff to generate energy. I-, I don't know.
0: I'm getting plus 1 from one of them and, pl- and plus 0.1 from the other four.
1: I'm getting plus two point
0: three on both. Okay, I apparently put my. Oh, if they're close to each other, they kind of screw each other. Oh, that's. I bet you're right. I bet that's it. Let me see how much it helps to put it on this metal deposit. Uh, Oh shit! I need some more
1: uh, units.
0: I'm building infantry bot.
1: I'm just building. Go here.
0: Okay, so so the one that I built on the deposit. It's interesting. It like, it looks like it slowly speeds up. And right now, it says I'm getting plus one on that one. Uh, metal extractor. Yes. Oh, wait. I can't put one here? That's bullshit. Okay. So, yeah. I guess you got to spread these guys out. Um. But, yeah. I don't know if... Okay. Yeah. there. Okay. This one that I remember now. This one that... Other one of mine that's going faster. I had put it on a metal deposit as well.
1: My advanced KBOT lab's Still not done.
0: <laughs> think about how awesome it's going to be when it is Alright That's crazy, like guy. I'm negative
1: 417 energy right now Plus 296 So I'm still at a deficit
0: I'm going to build another metal extractor with this uh, K-Bot Jr
1: I'm going to build a stumpy
0: <laughs> What is it? A stumpy what? Tank Yeah, okay, apparently I don't know if your map is different from mine But I need to build the metal extractors on Metal deposits for them to My whole map is metal, it. so I think I don't okay. think I have to that makes sense, and I wish I had known. Um, let's see what we got here. I'll do another laser tower. You still, you still no combat from you, right? Nope. How many? How many uh, units do you have besides your builders? Three. I've been building my third one now. I'm building a missile bot.
1: I have Stumpy and two Jeffy.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Um, I'm going to build another K-Bot lab.
1: I still haven't finished my advanced one. This, so way my I can,
0: you, you, <laughs> this way I can pump out some more workers, but also be building some infantry at the same time. Uh, what comes next? You know what? I'm going to build a fucking aircraft
1: plant. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I was going to get a better economy going. With the- no, no,
0: no. Not necessary. I wonder, this will be interesting. How much metal do you have right now in your storage? 84. I have zero because I guess since metal is so much more sparse on my map.
1: I'm plus 13 minus 26.3.
0: I'm plus 6.6 minus 34.7. So listeners, the plus is how much you're generating and the minus is how much you're currently using to build things and produce things.
1: I found my opponent. Oh, did you? Did you scout? Yeah, Uh, I'm in his base
0: how, how um, strong does he look?
1: He just one shot my Jeffy.
0: <laughs> so they're strong, I guess. Yeah,
1: and they actually are macroing. Holy shit, they actually have a base. <laughs> Your boy is in trouble. Oh, uh,
0: I just got a, plip, a blip on my radar. I think it's from the uh, the radar tower I have. There's something heading my way. I'm going to put it's my a guys z- over on the Fast Attack Robot Invader? Crawling bombs? A crawling
1: bomb? Build it. Zeus. I'm gonna build the Zeus right now.
0: I think you're he's making a mistake like... might not going straight for the crawling bomb, but you know, you do you. Yeah. Prove it. Um let's see. Alright, what we got oh, he's already building. Okay. I got one guy building another K bot lab, one guy building an air. No no no, stop. No no keep keep building, yeah.
1: Oh, that's weird. When you lose your unit, you lose Oh fuck. You do like what? you can't see where his buildings were when you saw them before. That's kind of weird. Uh-huh. It's like, if I scout his base and then my unit dies, I lose all all visibility of where his buildings were. That's weird. It's really annoying.
0: Okay, now I understand the point of the metal maker. That's for people like me who don't have access to much metal, so you're basically trading energy
1: for metal. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm using a lot of converters, actually. Spamming energy and then converters. Um, I guess I should do the metal extractors. I'm not getting much off them. The Metal Maker's not getting me
0: much either though. My radar has picked up uh three no, five guys hitting my way and I have three guys. So uh I like five. good I do <laughs> I do have a defensive tower, so let's get a rocket another rocket bot. I <laughs> hope I hope, I hope rocket bots don't only attack air or something like that because Probably. So I'm fucked. I keep left-clicking on stuff, and it causes people to cancel what they're doing.
1: I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, All right, my uh, Zeus is done. What the fuck? My airport disappeared. What is that, Maverick? 10,000 energy. The shooter, 15,000 energy. I'm building that right now. I
0: think I might have told my guy to stop building the airport um, before it was finished, because it's not there now.
1: Ooh, I have 500 metal now. Let's go.
0: Oh, gosh. there I see, like, 10 units on my radar. And I can't actually see them on the map. I just see little green spots on the radar. But if I hover over there, it doesn't show them because I haven't explored there.
1: The AI seems really dumb for, like, moving units because my units are, like, struggling to do oh, anything. Oh, really? That.
0: Good, because... Oh, oh, you you don't mean the AI player. You mean, Correct.
1: The action, like, the pathing. Okay. Yeah, I'm building a 15,000... Oh, fuck. Here we go. Here we go. I'll get attacked. Oh, is he attacking you? Yeah. I oh, my, oh,
0: shit. My laser tower... Fucking smoked him.
1: So I got my belts.
0: Oh, yeah. You guys get back here. Just let the laser tower do all the work. Leave that guy alone. Nope, 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 no.
1: Nope. If I can finish my big daddy, I should be able to hold off I would hope. 50, all right, now we're getting a, a
0: little bit in the woods. All right, hold on. I'm getting attacked again, and right now my laser tower is not holding up all that well. Okay. They destroyed my laser tower, but I took one of them to... Oh, shit. They got a strong-ass tank. That's kind of fucking me up. That's not good. I destroyed it. Finally, Arm has taken the lead with four kills. That's not me. That's the that's the computer. The uh, Go on. the combat is. I mean, it doesn't look great, but it looks good for a game this old.
1: Holy shit! Some this of, creature building is so expensive.
0: Yeah, you're right. Some of the AI pathing is pretty bad.
1: Um, I have, yeah, like they're struggling to get through things. That's yeah, weird. struggling
0: to get around very very basic obstacles oh fuck so
1: i've still been attacked
0: player has taken the lead with six kills okay that's good well you're still under attack yeah but i don't even holy shit there's stuff firing on me i guess it's artillery bot it says rocco when i hover over it get a rocco because those things shoot like two screens away apparently
1: i i'm still building the shooter thing it's halfway done all right now you guys come back you guys come I'm on negative 74 749 energy right now um, That's how expensive. This
0: thing is negative. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um. I am gonna build. Ooh, shit. We got some cool looking planes. I'm building Shadow. Ooh. There's a construction aircraft. I'm what? Building, I'm building Shadow first. It says he's a bomber and he looks cool. But ne- next, I'm gonna build the construction aircraft. And see what that's all about.
1: Is it, is it Shadow the Hedgehog?
0: Yeah, it is. It's got the exact picture. For my unit
1: it. keeps getting stuck while moving. It's they like is really dumb. <laughs> Seriously, like he keeps getting stuck on corners and stuff. It's really irritating. yeah.
0: That's how my guys were. They were they couldn't get around a building that one of the guys was stuck behind a minute ago. So there's wreckage on the map, and and it and it says what it is. No, 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 come back. When you, when you highlight over it, like when a guy gets killed, I wonder if there's something that you can... If you can salvage it or something like that. That'd be kind of thing
1: Thud. Ooh, my shooter's almost done. 15,000. The 000. guy...
0: Uh, they, the units have their own individual names,
1: I believe. Individual what? Sorry, cut out. Names. Oh.
0: Like, if you just hover over them, it doesn't say the name of the unit. It says... It doesn't say, like, what the unit's called. It says, like, what its person's name would be.
1: That's... not opposed to that. Though.
0: I think it's kind of cool, except I would like to know what you, certain As units As a are. new player, it's like yeah.
1: really, yeah.
0: My shooter's done. Thud is attacking Hammer, and Storm is also attacking Hammer. Your shooter's done? What's a shooter?
1: Yeah, 15,000 energy.
0: That's funny. That's the most basic-sounding name they could have come up with for a
1: unit. Com- De- Decoy Commander. It's 11,500 decoy
0: commander that sounds pretty badass
1: Marky? what does he do i don't know i'm building maverick though after maverick's done I'm gonna attack. holy
0: shit they've got some i think it's the artillery I, I mean it must be the artillery guys that shoot super long they are really good um i would recommend you build some okay all right let's see I'm struggling a little bit here because I'm still just spamming
1: energy, by the way. I don't know what else to do.
0: I'm doing the same thing. Um, how What's your plus metal. energy right
1: now? Your green energy. One,
0: 181.
1: I'm 466. <laughs> I probably have like. Well, I'm also. I'm minus
0: 319. So I'm using 319 right now. I'm using 616 right now. Shit. Yeah, you built more than I have. Um, Construction Kbot. Yeah. How much metal or What's your metal situation?
1: Plus uh, plus thirteen point nine minus twenty one. I can't reach the construction site.
0: You're getting a shitload of metal. I'm not anywhere near that. Um, I can't find my construction Kbot Junior because I'm
1: almost positive on my energy again. Ooh, that's kind of. I might have
0: accidentally sent him into battle or something. My elite buildings. My bomber is almost done.
1: I'm gonna make my shooter attacks.
0: They're about to attack me from the opposite side.
1: Oh, I'm in the bottom right corner, so they can't attack me. Like
0: that. I'm in the bottom left corner, but they went all the way around to my left. That's weird. Like even a little bit farther like I'm not in the actual corner, you know?
1: Ah oh, jeez. Okay.
0: Come on, AK going, I've got AK, Thud, Storm, and another guy named Storm. Maybe that's I
1: have Zeus and shooter right now.
0: Maybe that's actually not just individual names they give to him.
1: I'm making my... Zeus oh, with this... Power n- power
0: okay. If you hover... If you, you look, shot it. If you look when you build them, it says Storm, Rocket, K-Bot, Thud, Artillery. So that, that is actually telling you what kind of unit it is. It's just kind of obscured.
1: Dude, I'm killing my, power, my, air, my wind power plants because they're just in the way, and my Zeus is one-shotting. Nice.
0: Dude, the bomber is badass. Why are
1: my wind power plants... Close it. What are you All doing, right. dude? The bomber's badass, but he just flew off screen. Jay. I have a ton of metal now. Why? Oh, bo- can you get him back?
0: Uh, yes. He came back. <laughs> I guess he has to, um... Oh, dude. He's he awesome. Like pass He looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, he does like pass-bys, exactly, and drops bombs. But he, he completely flies off screen. He just did it again. Um... Holy car shit! Plan. I like this guy. All right, I'm building a construction aircraft though because I want to see what uh, how that.
1: I'm is. still not positive on energy. By the way, me either. I'm just spamming power plants. <laughs> I'm positive on metal.
0: Um, I'm positive on neither.
1: <clears throat> I think I'm gonna attack.
0: I wish you could have. Can, I wish we had control groups.
1: Right. What is this? I got a Maverick. I have a Maverick, a Zeus, and a shooter. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love. I, I still love shooter being the name. All right, I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna fly my bomber over their base and see if I can do any damage without getting shot down. <clears throat>
1: um.
0: Come on, Shadow. Let's
1: I have nothing else to build. That I. The bomber played.
0: is so cool. All right. Apparently, they do have some anti-air. Up. Oh, they just <laughs> fucked up. Holy shit, okay. They killed him in one shot with a, with a surface-to-air missile. Are you kidding me? No. The bases I'm are attacking. surprisingly close together, by the way.
1: Mine's really far away. Mine's like a 90-second really? walk. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking across. The-
0: Mine are very close. Okay, so the bomber's badass, but you got to use them intelligently.
1: I'm full on resources. You're full now? Yeah, I thought you were just resource.
0: negative a second ago.
1: I was, but now I'm not. I don't
0: know. <laughs> you hit the critical mass? Guess so. I forgot to uh, check and see what time we started so we don't go on for way too long. Um oh, to, true. To, Yeah, to our listeners, by the way, we're planning to do this for roughly 45 minutes, give or take, probably. So, um, I'm amazed i we're not going to be here all night.
1: weird. Huh? What? I can't believe you were attacked and I haven't been.
0: Yeah, it's it is Oh you
1: can put two builders on one building by the way. Okay. Finish it faster, like Warcraft 3.
0: Right. That's probably uh, a smart way to go, but I don't I don't feel like doing it. I'm gonna build some I'm just Golly, this macro is ridiculous in this game. What else? How how is that um Ooh, geothermal power plant. So that creates like a shitload of energy, I guess. Um, But you got to save up for it. I'm going to build another energy storage so I can get enough to build that. My construction aircraft is about 90% done. I'll let you know. This is the
1: longest walk to my opponents.
0: (laughs) I guess that's the reason I've been attacked and you haven't is because I'm so close that oh shit they're attacking my middle storage like they are the artillery oh, they're, I found him. they're attacking shit from off screen
1: I'm fighting them a little bit <laughs> oh this game is so confusing
0: what are you thinking so far besides confusing
1: you liking it Um, I like certain things about it I'm not like crazy impressed the visuals are pretty good I like the concept of the macro, but it doesn't seem intuitive. Like, I don't understand how many power plants you need in order to sustain <laughs> the economy that I have.
0: Yeah, I agree. The macro does seem a little uh, out of hand.
1: But I think I'm supply capped right now, and I just don't know it.
0: <laughs> oh, really? The macro yeah. does seem a little out of hand, but... uh, hey, What's this guy building? Okay. This guy's building... the the My opponent is building a lab... On the other side of my base, what? I guess he's trying to get sneaky. Um, all right the uh, the construction aircraft is just a worker, but he can fly around to build stuff.
1: Oh, that's kind of wonder why that's good. I,
0: it's, I I guess it's easy to get to other places on the map, especially I guess I guess on the island maps where you would you know, make sense. Need to do that, but uh, my opponent does have flying
1: buildings too on this map. Actually, flying buildings. Find builders, constructor.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I am. Uh, I have one unit right now. I've, I've lost, it. I lost. I uh, lost sight of what was happening for a second.
1: I'm trying to get an army together to kill this idiot.
0: I'm going to go kill this idiot too. That's building one single building on the far other side of my base. Okay, hey, you don't have vision. It looks like you have vision when you don't have yeah, use there. Yeah, right yeah, there. I was,
1: that's what I was trying to convey earlier. I just couldn't do it. Okay, the right way. I built a plane. Oh, there it is. I built a dope-looking plane. It's a blimp. It's called Atlas. Hell yeah! Okay, the flying creatures look really dope. in them. Creatures? What's that? Thunder. You were know, really, like the robots were. About oh, okay, okay, They look dope. Oh my god, he moves so fast. It's like the scouts from Starcraft. They they build up momentum.
0: I keep losing track of my. Oh, here he is. My miniature construction. Oh, here here's the other one that I lost. Okay.
1: The mine layer is really slow. Um. Unload. Oh, this is a transport ship. The Atlas is a transporter. Oh, that's cool. Whoa. Okay. Okay. I wish you could set waypoints. So annoying.
0: I'm building an air scout. You want okay. to, uh, may, I'm not sure how long we've been played. Do you want to try to wrap this up in the next maybe five minutes or so?
1: Yeah, I was going to try and kill this guy and see how I do. Okay. So so thoughts so far. So the macro is interesting. It's it's a very interesting concept because essentially you, you can go into debt. There's not like a set amount of resources you have and then you expend it and then you have to get more. It's like you have a flat amount of resources and then you need to produce, uh, produce buildings that provide either metal or energy, which are the two key resources. I'm under attack
0: let me Um, let me correct i think i'm correcting you um unless you're just unless i just understand exactly how you're saying it but where it says the negative number that's not how much in debt you are that's how much you need for your current that's how much you're you're spending yes right but but your but your energy and metal that you have will not actually go below zero
1: correct i guess
0: because it waits because it waits for it to go back up like if you're you know, producing That's 5 true. and using 10 and you get down to 0, what happens is it waits until it goes back up before it'll continue doing whatever you're doing. So if you're building a building and it's using stuff, it'll stop. Even though the guy looks like he's still building it, it'll stop production until your uh, energy or whatever it is goes back up.
1: Oh, he killed my Atlas, Dick. He has a ton of air. Okay, my thunder's done. I don't know what thunder down under does.
0: My scout, I just sent him over. I, I assumed he was supposed to be super fast or something. Maybe I misclicked, but he just flew over the enemy's base and got shot down.
1: <laughs> I am so confused.
0: I kind of like this so far. I mean, it's definitely got some issues, especially the macro is just totally out of hand. You have to just constantly be building these energy plants. Yeah, and to like stuff. get
1: to a, a point, like to hit that to hit the main plateau. It's like
0: yeah, it, like my base, I have. You tell me what you've got. I've got one, two, three, four. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got ten solar power plants.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: I've got one, two, three, four, five metal makers.
1: Oh, shit. I'm under attack again.
0: And it's, like, still not really that much.
1: I probably have 30 power plants, honestly, or solar power plants. I'm just losing, by the way. He, he's just sending air after me, and I don't know how to kill it because my units are just standing there getting bombarded.
0: You probably, maybe it's missile bot.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm dead. I think he's attacking my base too. You think you're dead? Yeah, I think so. He's about to k- hit my base too. I'm so confused as to what I'm doing wrong.
0: I think I'm kind of screwed too. I've only got. Oh crap!
1: He I'm just weird. like keeps building air, and I don't know what his anti-air is anti-air, so he's just peppering me with these planes.
0: Yeah, I feel like if I want to try to... I, th- I think if I want to try to beat this guy, it's going to take me a good 20 minutes to get to that Oh, point. at least. <laughs> I do like how you can see... it's There's there's like a, a K-Bot graveyard outside of my base uh, from all the battles that I've gotten in.
1: The movement AI in this is unbearable, though. Holy crap, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it I, is. Like, you have to baby your units the entire way. <laughs> yeah, somewhere.
0: you absolutely do. Like they'll get if there's two buildings in the way, they will get stuck behind them. People gave Brood War shit, but this is a lot worse.
1: My Zeus just died and didn't kill a single unit. I don't know why or how. Like my my units are just like I send two units to the same location and they both go different routes, and one of the routes is like 45 minutes and the other one's like 10 seconds. I wish we
0: could play this against each other.
1: I don't. They would be cancers. We'd be just <laughs> throwing units at each other.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think I'm about?
1: Good. I'm you, dead. You good to go? Yeah, I think I'm dead. So so the macro is kind of interesting. The units are actually pretty cool. It's, it's obviously a top-down RTS, so it's kind of hard to tell the different types of units, especially for somebody who hasn't uh, played this type of game before. Yeah. I also don't know how to leave the game.
0: <laughs> it is kind of hard to uh, How do
1: you to leave tell the them game? apart.
0: Uh, F- f2 thank
1: you okay
0: so we're done now for the listeners by the way
1: wow that was tough tuff tough
0: um okay jay what do you think
1: um that's a tough one for me i i feel like uh i think if i had played this game when i was younger before i had gotten into some of the more uh what do you call it more complete rtss maybe sure yeah I will say the AI seems kind of smart, which is surprising for this time, and maybe that's just because I'm so inexperienced at the game. Um, the sound, the, the music's good. The sound effects are pretty cool. The warning and noise every time you get attacked is kind of annoying because it does, like, the, the warning siren over and over, which is pretty annoying. But, I mean, every RTS has that, like, your units are under attack type thing. But
0: mm-hmm. I'm
1: trying to think what else. What do you got? What do you think?
0: I am kind of, I'm kind of, I feel I'm leaning both way. I'm on both sides of the fence on this one. I'm kind of impressed by it. Uh, the overall, the units are fun. It's got, they got some really cool looking units. The battles are, are all right. They're not bad. The, the graphics are good, you know, for a game that sold everything looks sure. cool. I, I do like the touch of seeing all the dead units that have been destroyed. Also, um, as we thoroughly discussed, the macro is insane and you just constantly have to be building production buildings um, or not even production buildings but resource buildings rather in order to be able to sustain your army Um, the pathing once again pretty bad Mm -hmm. Um, but overall I I don't know if I'll necessarily play this too much more but I uh, but I'm not going to write it off either because I I I had I kind of had fun for the last 30 minutes playing this (laughs) I don't know if there's maybe that you know maybe that's all maybe there's only 30 minutes of fun to be had I don't know but uh, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it, but but something about it did hit me where I was like, okay, I'm I'm kind of having fun with this.
1: I think if I did the campaign and got more knowledge of what to do correctly, I don't like to be bad at things, especially when it comes to games. So uh, I think if I played the campaign and got eased into it, I would have a much better time than what I was experiencing because I was just getting devastated and I did not know what I was doing.
0: Right. Um, I I think there are... As you said, there's there's so many quality of life things like uh like the pathing, the 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 clicking is really weird. I, I kept wanting to left click to select stuff, and instead I would tell my worker to stop doing something and walk over to a random spot. Um, so that was weird, but yeah, overall I would say as as someone who grew up loving real time strategy games, so this game did kind of speak to me just now, but I don't know if I could recommend it if you're not a big RTS fan.
1: Yeah, I think it would be really hard to get into today as well, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, well, there's a, there's our little experiment. I, this isn't, well, I say experiment. This isn't something that we're going to
1: do regularly, but this is just a one-time no. thing. No, yeah, we also say, oh, and we and may be in the future. We could try and we, oh, Okay, well,
0: video. what I mean is we're, we're not planning on, like, changing gotcha. to this format or anything like that. Um, I'm changing everything, Robert. We are. This is more or less a one-time thing. Um, gotcha. But it worked out, I think.
1: I like it. It was, it was a cool game. I, like I, I obviously I was being pretty hard on, but I, I think, like I said, if I think if I did the campaign, I got a better sense of it because I had played that game a long time ago for like five minutes, and I found it kind of interesting because it was during the, it was it was around like maybe a few years after it came out. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love trying different RTSs. Usually when I'm bored and I'm like, eh, I don't have anything to play, I want to play a new game. It's like, oh, what RTS haven't I played that people have recommended? And this was actually one that came up from a, a couple of different people that I've talked to. So. I definitely wouldn't mind giving it a little more more effort, especially since we both bought it, so we have it forever now. Gotcha.
0: Alright, cool. Well um There's Total Annihilation. This was the um on Gog, this was the Commander Pack, which I don't really know Um exactly what that means. Uh there's the Commander Pack and there's Total Annihilation Kingdoms, which came out a couple years after this one did. Um, The commander pack I'm looking this up Okay, so this is Total Annihilation And both its expansions The core contingency And battle tactics Um, So I don't know what The uh, expansions add to it I don't know if they're Some of the units that we had Or if it's something That we didn't even see at all I assume it's something It is I assume everything we saw Is from expansions And everything Alright, well there we go Total Annihilation um, let's go on to top fives. All right, Jay, uh, top five for our top five list for this episode is top five, top five games you played only at a friend's house growing
1: up. Uh, and I, I just want to caveat in here. These are games that i played at my friend's house and then later in life I played, but like growing up, I had only played them at their house.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. That's
1: okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Thank you. Otherwise I'm screwed. I,
0: I meant to say that myself. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of these I did end up buying. Really, a lot of some of them in just like the past couple of years, but yeah. uh, but growing up, I only played them at friends' houses.
1: Cool, yeah, because there were a couple of consoles that I did own uh, that my best friend did. So during the summer, during the evenings, I was always at his house, and we'd be playing a handful of games. And some of them obviously stuck out more than others. Awesome.
0: Okay, uh, I guess I'll start. Let's go with. For my number five is going to be Wolfenstein 3D. Um. One of my friends had this game. It was really cool. I it was the first time I had ever seen anything like this, which makes sense because it was basically the first uh, first person shooter. I thought it was very interesting. Um, as I've, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but back then there weren't ton, you know first person shooters hadn't taken over the world, so mm-hmm. the first time you saw something like this, it was kind of a novel thing. And uh, I never bought it for myself, but every time I went over to my friend's house, I
1: I always wanted to play it. Cool. Uh, so I just want to put this as well out there. These are games that at the time I l- like, looked forward to playing. These aren't maybe as much that I would consider the best games to d- by today's standards. But at the time, like I would either plan to go to his house to play these games, or I highly looked forward to playing. So my number five is actually Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which is a Super Nintendo game. Super Nintendo is going to be on here a lot because it was one of the systems I didn't have. Uh, Mystic Quest is actually not an exceptional game. I've played it a few times for the podcast and talked about it. But at the time, it was very exciting because it was prior to the era of the Internet. So we were basically figuring things out on a JRPG back in the day before you could just look it up. So it's very fun to explore different aspects of it and find all the items and and different characters uh, that you could do through it. So we did uh, multiple playthroughs of it and put a lot of time into it. Uh, So I look forward to playing this game quite a bit.
0: Okay. My number four is Punch-Out!! Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, and for some reason, never owned this growing up, but um, this was, you know, when whenever I went to a friend's house, I'd play it. And of course, this isn't really a game that you can get too far in, especially when you're younger, without just playing oh, yeah. it a ton. So, you know, I'd pretty much play it for 10 minutes and be like, oh, that's awesome, but I can't do anything else, so let's move on.
1: Cool. Um, my number four is from a different system I didn't have until I was actually about 12, uh, but I actually never owned this game. I, I only played at a friend's house. This is Goldeneye. GoldenEye 64, I never actually owned a copy of the game, but I played it because everybody had it. I think I was one of the only people that didn't have it. So one of my friends that growing up, whenever, like every weekend, we would essentially get together with as many people that were available and just play GoldenEye uh, pretty, pretty at a crazy amounts. And it wasn't, I, I wasn't a huge, I guess it's not, it technically is a first person shooter, right?
0: Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Okay. just It's just, I was just trying to think about it because obviously it's a four, but uh yeah, I, I wasn't a huge first-person shooter person, but this game was so fun that it it kind of took that away from my mind, and I just had a, a lot of a lot of fun.
0: Hell yeah! Okay, um, my number three is Super Metroid. Whoa! I <laughs> know another, another one. Don't know why I ever why I never bought it, but and in fact, even at my even playing this at my friend's house, I I think we only had it when he whenever he rented it so i don't even think he oh
1: i forgot about that too damn
0: but but he but i would play it i never rented it for myself but whenever i went to my friend's house not 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 every time but you know sure the only times that i did play this were when i was at my friend's house and he had happened to rent it Gotcha. but obviously that's a pretty big one and i don't know why i ended up getting it
1: my number three is another multiplayer game, this one for the Super Nintendo, and this is NBA Jams, another game I've never owned before in my life. i played it periodically throughout um, you know, my gaming career, if you want to call it that. But NBA Jams was a, was a fun game. I look forward to playing it quite a bit. Uh, we would basically go through stints where we'd be like, oh yeah, we haven't played this in a while, and then we'd play it nonstop for you know a, a week or so, and then we'd put it <laughs> down for, for a couple months or something. So this is always a treasure to find. Uh, he actually initially... Talking about renting, he rented this. We Essentially, each week, he was allowed to rent two games. And for probably the first month that we found this game, it was one of the two games that he rented each week. And then, ultimately, we started spacing it out to be... Until he bought it, eventually. But early on, it was like every single time we could rent it, we would. Awesome.
0: All right, my number two is Ken Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball.
1: You love that game.
0: I love that game. Basically, anybody who's ever played it loves it. But... (laughs) Again, for some reason, I just never ended up buying it for myself. It's, probably I would guess it's because really it is a very 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 good first player game, but back in sure. the day, what we always did was play was play two player of course. and so I was never really even interested in playing it unless I was playing against a friend and okay. my friends already owned it. so there really wasn't a reason for me to own it also because we were just played on theirs. otherwise I didn't really care about playing it. Uh, but yeah, this was one this is a fantastic game. Best baseball game ever made, but I never I never owned it for myself.
1: Cool. Uh, my number two is Super Nintendo's Super Mario World. Uh, another, Like I said before, I didn't own the Super Nintendo, so the, I did this very greedy thing for a little while. There's actually two RPGs in particular that I would basically absorb my friend Super Nintendo whenever I was at his house, <laughs> and this was one of those two games because he was talking about it nonstop, and then eventually I finally played it, and I was like, okay, I want to play this all the time. And then I would basically hog his Super Nintendo whenever I was at his house. <laughs> I put a lot of time into this game while I was there. Uh, I think the first time I actually beat it was later on when I emulated it. But together, we definitely beat it a few times, like going through all the moon levels and stuff. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right, my number one is The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Ooh. Again, I don't know why I never bought this. I always... I. I was I really, really, really loved this game <laughs> whenever I played it at uh, at any, any of my friends' houses. And I had one friend who, you know, I didn't I would be playing it and I would be playing on his save, and of course I had no fucking idea what was going on in the middle of, you know, a link to the past without having played any of it. So Oh I would, yeah, of course. So he would just tell me which direction to go and what to do. <laughs> so oh, man. I'd be playing he'd just be like, Left, up. That's nice. so funny.
1: <laughs> I did something similar with the regular the regular Nintendo one. Huh? I did something similar with the regular Nintendo one. One of my friends had beaten it, and he was just like, oh, yeah, go left at this map. Because you remember how it's just like, like, the individual maps, in the yeah. original one?
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, uh, your number one?
1: My number one is Secret of Evermore, uh, another another Super Nintendo game. This one in particular. So this, this is pretty funny. So my friend bought the, We He rented this game once, and we loved it. We fell in love with it. We played it nonstop. Um, he ultimately got to a point where he couldn't beat it. So he returned the game. And if you remember, the saves were were stuck in the cartridge. So the next time we rented it, it was a new game. So we, he ended up buying it, or his parents bought it for him. And we played it a ton. And then he lost it. He lost the he lost the actual cartridge. So we had to buy another one. So he had to get another one for his parents. So from that point on, I actually took the cartridge home with me every day just to prevent him from losing it. So whenever I'd go to his house, I would bring the <laughs> cartridge. I didn't have the console. I would just take the cartridge with me back to his house so that we could play through.
0: Oh uh, and we gosh. ultimately
1: did beat it. That's we ultimately awesome. did beat it together. But it, oh, was, it was really funny. Because my mom was like, what is this? I was like, oh, it's... You remember? She's like, what system is this for? I was like, Super Nintendo. She's like, do we have that? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just take like, care to explain of it. it to her.
1: But, but she knew the guy or the, the, the kid at the time. So she was like, not as surprised that, <laughs> that I was doing that. But it was just funny.
0: That's awesome. All right, very good lists. Um, our next top five is going to be games that you were not allowed to play or buy.
1: I can think of a few already.
0: I can think of a few already too. So that's what we're doing for our next one: top five games that you were not uh, that you were not allowed to play or buy.
1: Please email us your list.
0: Yeah, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. dot com. Thanks that. Thanks for that, Jay. And. Now it's time for emails. Hopefully
1: it's a little
0: better than last time. But oh it is, yeah, we got plenty. Start off here with uh Sven. Sven says, hi, Rob. Hi, Jay. Once Hello. again Once again, I have several smaller things slash issues. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, because he's
1: listening back from the beginning, though, correct? Uh, Yeah. Okay.
0: That I want to write to you about that have recent, recently come up during my still ongoing process of listening to every episode of your po- podcast chronologically. And it's the same, much more
1: understandable since he's doing that.
0: Yeah. And at the same time, listening to every new episode that is uploaded. I have now reached episode 86, by the way.
1: Wow,
0: that's pretty good. But first of all, I'd like to praise you for one thing that is that is by no means a given in the world of podcasts. It is the fact that both of you let the other one finish their thoughts and sentences before they uh, before they themselves are starting to talk at least most of the time. It is, absolutely, yeah, I was gonna say. it is absolutely annoying when I have to listen to two, three or even more people doing a podcast by all talking at once and trying to out scream the other ones. Uh, it seems that that happens, especially, it seems that that happens, especially happens with sports podcasts, which I listen oh, to yeah. very often. And those people seem to think that it is obligatory to create some sort of fake emotion <laughs> drama or something along those lines. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for not doing that.
1: Thank you for uh, noticing it. Yeah, thank you, Sven. We definitely have talked about it. We have definitely
0: talked about it. And I... Actually, sometimes I, I catch myself and I feel like I am interrupting you. I, I, I feel like that's one thing that I like. I don't mean to do really, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm trying to squeeze something in real quick before we get too far off the subject that I want to just interject, sure. but, but I have to interrupt you in order to do so. I have kind of tried to do that less. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I do that maybe slightly too much.
1: Uh, I don't feel like it's it's nearly it, it, it's not even an issue with just the two of us. When it was three people on here, I think it was a lot more more difficult. But even then, we were still very civil about it. Because if we got into a moment where we were just kind of over talking each other, it'd be like, oh no, you go. And then we would kind of go back and forth. It was very rare true. That we were forcibly over talking each other. I think it was just a matter of you know timing and and such. But no, I, I think I think you do a wonderful job with it.
0: Okay, that's that's good to know. Uh, but now to, but now to the above mentioned smaller things, Aww. all right, he's list- he's got them numbered here for us. There are five numbers. Yep. Number one, it was really surprising to hear Jay say in one of the episodes that he recently started to play games without watching something else on his other monitor slash TV mm. and that that was a positive experience and that it allowed him to immerse himself more in the game mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot erm um, yeah duh all caps by the way ever heard the term attentiveness i'm sorry attentiveness i think it is really a very negative and sad development of our modern age that people don't seem to have sure. the ability any longer to focus on only one thing and giving this one thing their whole focus and attention i
1: agree this had, i agree and that's why i'm trying it right
0: This has been especially true since the invention of smartphones. It is so frustrating that almost no one is able to read a book, watch a movie, talk to other people, have dinner in a restaurant or anything like that without constantly checking their phones. Uh, Reality, the actual people near you and the things that you are actually experiencing with your five senses always seem to me to be more boring and dull than what this wonderful, wonderful magic contraption has to offer. Okay, I just realized that's all a bit off topic.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I so it, the, regarding the the single monitor thing, it is actually very benefit, very helpful for me. And regarding the smartphone thing, there there are a couple things. So I, I think that's a little bit of a, an overgeneralization. I think obviously mm-hmm. there is a problem with it, and a lot of people get distracted very easily. Uh, but for myself, what I do, what is, especially when I get home, is I put my phone. I learned this from actually Joe Rogan. I put my phone in a separate room that I'm in. I try to avoid having my phone near me because you, you constantly want to check it. I've also on on uh, on bookmarked any social media or anything that I check out of habit. So even like Reddit or Facebook or anything, or even Twitter, I don't have them bookmarked. So I force myself to type them in because I'm less, uh, less likely to sit there and browse them or, or to search them because in a lot of cases, I've already browsed everything I need to for that day. And it's not something that I need to be constantly updating or checking. So I do agree with you. I think it is a problem, but I, I think it's a little overgeneralization to you know, say that everybody you know, obviously is doing it. Um, I don't think it's that drastic. And I think if you, if you have talked to somebody in most cases, they will usually change the habit if, you know, if it's a serious issue.
0: I think it's I think I pretty much agree exactly with you with with everything you just said yeah um, I, It's funny that you say the thing about leaving your phone in another room. I, I realize that I actually do that at nights, but not really on purpose because I think I spend too much time on it. Usually it's like because I usually in, at night what we'll do is you know after my daughter goes to bed, my wife and I will sure. hang out together in the living room. And, but we don't really have the same tastes for the most part, as far as TVs, yeah. TVs, TV shows and movies and stuff go. So typically she'll watch something on TV and I'll sit next to her and do something like I'll either watch something on my laptop or just like, you know, read shit or, or play a game or something. Um, but I'll leave my phone in the bedroom mostly just so that I don't have as much stuff to carry back up with me when it, when I'm, when it's time for me to get up and I'm ready to go to bed. Cause then I got to. <laughs> You know, like, put my headphones away, grab my laptop, grab any other thing, any, like, books that I had up there with me. Also grab my cell phone, so it's just one less thing for me to carry around the house is the reason I do that. But I guess it accomplishes the, I agree the same that. goal. Uh, all right, back to this event. Number two, another milestone of your podcast that sort of goes in the same direction was when Robert used a website called uh, randomizer.com or something like that. I think it's random.org uh, to determine which of you two exclamation mark, people will go first with presenting their top five list. <laughs> Gee, if there was just something flat, round, and made of metal that one could toss into the air and that would magically fall down and land 50% of the time on one side and 50% on the other side for such occasions. It's always so dragging when the empires in the NFL have to go to randomizer.com to find out which team is going to do the kickoff. Last Sunday, a game had to be postponed because there was no Wi-Fi on the field. I'm kind that, of... Cons- that- I'm confused. I'm confused why Sven thinks it's easier for me to get up, rummage around the house for a coin, than simply type in a.
1: Well, my thought is it's loud. <laughs> I mean, what flipping the coin? Yeah, because I mean, the coin hits. If you have like a wooden desk, like I do, do I have a coin here? No, I don't. It's loud. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a that, coin that's a funny the... thing to kind of kind of hone in on, I guess. I think
0: it's a funny thing to hone in on too. Yeah, it's it's. That's going to take at least three times as long for me to walk around the house and find a coin uh, than it is for me to type 10, like press 10 keys and click three times or something like that. Sure. All right. Number three. And yet another milestone was when a listener asked you via email what, what your favorite snacks were when playing video games. So Blake and Jay started listing things like nachos, hot dogs, and peanut butter sandwiches. When, when Rob suddenly said that those were all quote proper meals and not just oh, snacks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I actually do vaguely remember that. I do
0: too. And I had always wondered who on earth needed a company like blue apron. Now it all makes sense. I don't really get what he means by that, but, uh, I think
1: that's probably home delivery. Maybe it time. is, but I
0: don't get it. Okay. I don't get what the joke is there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do kinda of remember that. I guess I guess I'll give it to you. Peanut butter sandwiches can count as snacks. Maybe I was a little off on that one. Uh and nachos, too. I mean, and nachos also. and
1: unless dogs. you get like nachos with like crazy chicken and like jalapenos and cheese and oh, kinda
0: depend and yeah. Wild. Yeah, that it kinda of depends on loaded. the size of the nachos
1: also. They're loaded.
0: Um number four. I want-
1: huh? I now want nachos.
0: <laughs> Same. In the last episode, I listened to both of you talk about RTS games. Oh, yeah. Jay had played Warhammer 40K and Warcraft uh, 3, while Great Robert games. had played StarCraft Remastered. Great Nad- Yep. Naturally, you were talking about RTSs in general, mentioning their advantages and disadvantages and their unique features. It yep. was then that I realized that I never heard you talk about one of my favorite RTS games, which is Company of Heroes. It has the same control <laughs> point system as Warhammer 40K, in its own unique playstyle, I wonder if one of you has ever played it and what your opinion of it might be.
1: No, I haven't. I've heard of it and I've had it recommended before, but I've never played it.
0: I, I've played it a little bit, um, probably about a year ago. I put not very much into it, like maybe two or three hours. So I definitely barely scratched the surface. But it was—I thought it was a pretty cool game. It's neat. It's—it's really—it's kind of interesting. It's squad-based RTS. So, with, well, I guess that's actually the same as Warhammer Forty K. So, yeah. you know, when you're selecting a unit, you're selecting five units. Um, but also cover is very, very important in that game. And it can, you know, it's, it's important to some extent in a lot of RTSs, but it's very, very important in this game. Yeah. which Which I thought was really neat. You have to make sure your guys are, you know, behind certain types of walls and stuff or else they're going to get killed really easily. Uh, so, like, positioning... I really liked that aspect aspect of it where positioning is really, really important in respect to the, uh, the terrain and the environment and, you know, the buildings around you, you can also actually set up, you can get your, put your build, your guys inside a building. Um, which is, you know, I don't know of any other RTS that does that really besides, unless you can't like the, the bunkers in, uh, Starcraft for instance. But, uh, it, it may, it added a lot of, it added a lot more to it than just, uh, make sure I get a good surround, you know, on them or make sure I'm, you know, on high ground and they're on low ground, you know, like in, in Starcraft, as much as I love that game, it doesn't have a whole lot of positional type stuff. It's like, just don't get caught, you know, in a bad, you know, in a really bad position.
1: Sure.
0: Don't get caught in like where you're streamlining your guys single file, you know, into a perfect concave or something like that. uh. But it's there's there's no sense of, oh, here's this type of building. I'm going to, you know, get my guys to hide behind walls and stuff like that. So that was kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really cool from what I did play. Uh, number five, having listened to several of the newest episodes, it was clear that listening to the older ones, I would once reach uh, the episode where Blake would be gone. Still, when that happened, I have to say that Rob stated this fact... I have to say... I'm sorry. I have to say the way Rob stated this f- fact was very odd in that there was no reason given whatsoever. It is very strange having listened to three friends doing a podcast for a period of several years and more than 80 episodes at that time together, and then being told that Blake is no longer on the episode, and that was it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I can add some, some light to this without giving too much. I mean, realistically, it wasn't something planned, as you can probably imagine, and we were kind of still in shock and not really sure how to address it. I mean, the podcast was something that Robert asked Blake and I a long time ago. If we'd be interested in doing without any sort of experience doing podcasting, so everything that we have done throughout the pod- our podcasting career has been sort of on the fly, and that that was another one we did not know how to address it, and we thought the best way to do it was to be very vague. We didn't want to say anything to discredit Blake or make it seem like it was you know in terms of bad blood. We just more or less wanted to state that it that it happened and that we wish them the best of luck. I mean, yeah, maybe that's the fault of Rome, but I it, to me even to this day I think we approached it in the right manner. I think that was still the right way to go about it
0: i think so too um i yeah i don't know how to put it any better than than what you than exactly how you just put it um it was a weird situation it was an awkward situation it was was really tough and you and i talked about it a little bit we didn't know how to address it we didn't know how you know we didn't know you know what to do or what to say or anything so we kind of just did the best we could and i also agree that it was kind of weird but going back i don't know if i would do it differently
1: yeah, same. And I mean, and the other thing, it really was tough. I mean, Robert and I talked uh, for a couple of days. We, it was a very tough time for us. We ultimately were contemplating, we're like, well, well, we'll keep going with the podcast, see if we can do it with just the two of us and, you know, make a decision There, we more or less played it by ear to the best of our ability. But yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think we approached it the same way I would today. Um, and yeah,
0: I, I do appreciate that the listeners in a lot of respects do kind of deserve an explanation, but also... Sure. You know, but there's also the other side of trying to be, like you said, trying to be respectful. We don't want to. Yeah, we try really to be don't professional. To, I didn't want to do anything that would that would uh, try to make us sound worse or better or Blake sound worse or better or be exactly. anybody's fault. I guess that's how I would sum it up. I didn't want to make it sound like it's anybody's fault.
1: Yeah, I agree with that entirely.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I apologize if it came off a little bit weird to the listeners, but yeah. we approached it the best way we thought. And even to this day, I still think we did the right thing.
0: Yeah. He says, perhaps even more surprising was the fact that none of your listeners asked why Blake had left slash uh, or slash or it was tossed from the podcast. No, I don't think we ever censored any emails at, that no, might have come in like there were. I remember some people said uh,
1: rip or like miss. Yeah, Blake like they're or, like, yeah.
0: they're sorry that Blake's gone and that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we re- and I and I do remember, you know, reading those. I don't believe I'm not gonna say I a say I 100 percent didn't leave out anything where somebody might have said, Why is he gone? But I I don't think I think I would have read I that. I don't remember
1: I, you mentioning that. I think you would have at least mentioned it to me off the air, but I don't I don't believe that I I think mostly what we got was sorry to hear that Blake left, happy you guys are still continuing with the podcast, wish you best of luck. Like that was the that was the common theme amongst most of the emails if i remember correctly after the fact but yeah i don't believe that we skipped or censored any emails yeah. i don't think we would have i mean there was no point if somebody had asked we would have given them the same answer we gave on the the day after or the podcast after rather
0: yeah so yeah i think you're right i don't think we ever uh, like tossed anything out like that um he says so i'd like to make up for that now if i may could you maybe explain what happened back then I understand that it is probably a private issue and that you don't have to explain anything, but I thought I'd at least ask, as I really liked the way you three complemented each other perfectly. Without Blake, something is definitely missing a good video game player, for instance. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really, I still just don't want, I still don't want to get into the details of what happened. Um. And I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of all I can say, really. Um, yeah,
1: sorry to feel that way. Sorry to feel that something's missing from it. I mean, yeah. th- that's, that's really the best we can say. Yeah, Sorry if that comes off as we're a little bit weird, but it's, yeah. it's from our perspective, it's the appropriate thing to do, and we're going to stick to it.
0: <laughs> uh, he says, okay, I think that was it. Let me finish with an impression of one of my fa- Oh, gosh. I don't know if I necessarily feel like reading another uh, impression dialogue. Unless you want me to Jay, but basically he's, uh, he's hearkening back to you and me and Blake trying to, f- trying to discuss, um, Mortal Kombat characters and none of us having any idea what the other person was talking about. And that's been, uh, really
1: I'll leave up your it. discretion. If you, if you look at it, I, 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 I trust your judgment.
0: I don't really feel it. It's not that I've read it. and It's like, Oh, this is bad. So I just kind of don't feel like it. Okay. Um, cause we still got like six or seven more emails to go, but, Oh, dope. Okay. Yeah. He says, keep up the good work and bring, bring back Blake Sven. Thank you, Sven for the email. Uh, as always, I hope, I hope I am sure a lot of our answers weren't necessarily satisfactory, but I hope, uh, you can at least appreciate them. Yep. All right. Um, next one is from, ah, father beast. Jay, you want to take this one?
1: Sure. I think I saw the bookmark link. Yep. Father Beast says, hi, Classic Gaming. This is Father Beast. I am late with this, but I have absolutely nothing for a list of games I have played only at other people's houses. Maybe I'm just not very social, or they didn't have video games back when I was of an age to go and play at someone else's house. Truly, the only game I can remember playing at someone else's house was Tank Wars, a fun artillery game. But I got that game for myself soon after, so it wasn't a game I played only at a friend's house. All this to say that this list will have to do for the last couple of episodes. I didn't perform perform very well on this one either. It took a while to come up with a few that I have, which is partly why I am late with it. Top five or four sound effects in a video game. But first, Dishonorable Mention. Death of Robot Frogs in Daikatana. You guys remember this since it was the first stage of the game when you would kill a robot frog or a robot bee or robot rat or whatever. It made this weird noise that sounded like some kind of bounce sound from a Looney Tunes cartoon or something. <laughs> I actually do remember. It was a really weird noise. I
0: don't remember that somehow. That's hilarious.
1: Uh, I usually don't notice sound effects, but this was quite distracting. <laughs> Honorable mention, the fire bat from StarCraft. Ooh, that's a good one. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not putting this one on the main list because I was reminded of it by your guest in the episode. I didn't use firebats very much, but I always had to build a couple so I could hear the classic needle light. I forgot about good. that. That's that was good. good. Thanks. Uh, that they would say it was just so cool. I think it, uh, I think it emblematic of their psychopathic outlook. I agree. It. I agree. I
0: always, you always felt like the fire bats are, 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 are people who enjoy
1: doing the, oh, yeah, the things power things maniacs really. for sure. Yeah. Uh, number four, Ode to Joy from Peggle. When you finish a level in Peggle, Ooh. fireworks shoot off, a rainbow goes across the screen, and a choir song, uh, excuse me, and a, qu- a choir sings this classic tune. It always makes me feel as if I if I have one.
0: That is a good one. I loved that too.
1: Number three, Leonard Nimoy from Civilization 4. When you research a tech in Civ 4, you get a quote from Leonard Nimoy giving you flavor text for the technology. Who can forget the classic, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. <laughs> or the bureaucracy is expanding to meet the needs of the expanding bureaucracy. <laughs> That's good. Number two, cows from Diablo 2. Yep, it's the cow level again. You're facing all these murderous upright cows with pole arms walking around in, on their hind legs. And for their sound, we have what sounds like some guy from The Office saying moo. Not like Diablo 1, in which the cow like <laughs> yep. a uh, cow. It makes me feel as if I'm not facing actual cows, but guys in rubber cow suits that keep saying moo. It cracks me up every time. Actually, I do you remember that? That's a good one too. Uh, number one, Maxwell's silver hammer from Fate. Fate was a game that was kind of like Diablo Light. It was very much like Torchlight, but came out before that. <laughs> I put a ridiculous amount of mods into this game, and Maxwell Silver's hand—excuse me, Maxwell's silver hammer—is one of those mods. It is a ridiculously overpowered weapon. My wife discovered it. Playing Fate recently and fell in love with it. The sound it makes, like this, excuse me, the sound it makes sounds like a hammer hitting an anvil, you know, with that ringing tone. But if you listen closely, you'll realize that it is actually someone saying "bang bang" in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> I found I find it absurd and entertaining. That sounds absurd and entertaining.
0: That's awesome. You know, uh, "Maxwell Silver Hammer" is the name of a Beatles song.
1: Oh, what song? Sorry, cut out.
0: "Maxwell Silver Hammer is a Beatles song.
1: Oh. It's kind of cool, another throwback. Uh, So there we are. I'm still listening, and I enjoyed Robert's extended rant about Shenmue. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) How could you forget about that?
1: It's been a couple weeks.
0: Uh, Thank you, Father Beast, as always. Next one comes from Dan. Dan says, hi, Classic Gaming Podcast. Your description of Shenmue from the last episode was spot on. (laughs) Okay. I never know when I see something like this if it's going to be like, you're the biggest fucking moron.
1: Yeah, I uh, love this game. How could you talk shit about it?
0: <laughs> I played it close to when it originally came out. You know, it's funny, though. For all the people that I have seen you know, on the internet that love Shenmue, all the response I've gotten personally so far is, yes, I agree with you. Because that was what... Um, Jay said, that's what this guy said. I mean, I guess I haven't talked to too many, but you said you, had, had you played it like a little bit? I don't remember. Very how. little,
1: like, like, like not enough to, to judge it, but I just okay. remember the memes from it.
0: <laughs> okay. Now your description of should was spot on. I played it close to when it originally came out so I can offer some perspective. You were saying that regardless of how much people might've been impressed by the game's technical achievements, you can't imagine anyone actually having fun with the game. That describes my experience with Shenmue perfectly. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool that you could interact with so much stuff in the world, but when I realized there was no in-game impact to getting trinkets from the arcade or feeding the cat, I immediately lost interest in that stuff. The novelty of being able to look at and rotate items in your inventory wore off pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, The stilted dialogue was super weird even back then. You didn't even mention the hot dog-obsessed Rastafarian. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But there weren't many games like this back then that had so much dialogue fully recorded, so again, it was just something I think people were meant to marvel at, uh, not necessarily to enjoy. I I think that's a good way of describing this game, it was meant to be marveled at. Uh, I also remember the quick time events being considered innovative at the time, but even then I never understood what the big deal was supposed to be. Uh, In the end, Shenmue felt like a tech demo for the Dreamcast that they put a couple dozen fetch quests on top of and called it a game. I'm not sure why I stuck with it, other than the sense that this was the, uh, the premier game of the Dreamcast and I should play it. There was so much hype around the game that I kept playing even though I had a voice in my head telling me that it wasn't fun. Yep, been there. And then when I reached the end, I felt a mix of relief and a sense that I'd just been duped. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, probably because there's basically no ending. In, in a normal game, that entire plot would have been condensed into a shortcut scene explaining that you were in Hong Kong to avenge your father, skipping the part about your week-long stint as a forklift operator to get the money to buy the tickets. <laughs> Switching gears to the game of the quarter, Mr. Mosquito. I didn't, think uh, I didn't think I'd ever heard of the game before, but when I looked it up, I realized it was the same game as the single-character Japanese game Ka, which just means Mosquito. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, The box art and marketing look completely different for the American version. A goofy looking cartoon mosquito on the American version versus a creepy lifelike picture of a mosquito on a person's foot on the original. Oh, shit. Jay, see if you can find that for me, please.
1: No, please. No, that (laughs) would creep me out.
0: The Japanese version looks like it could have been the box art for a horror game. I still don't know. I'm picturing. I still don't know anything about the game itself but I lived in Japan for a couple years in the mid two thousands. And I swear every used video game store in the country had like 30 used copies of that game. Jeez. It always left me with the impression that it was a short lived fad that everyone got sick of real quick. Hopefully it turns out better than that makes it sound Dan. Well, Dan thinks that's, that's, that's interesting info. Um, by the way, our game of the quarter, we talked about this earlier and I'll r- r- mention it again at the end of the episode but that will be, uh, which which date do we decide? Oh, the second. Okay, we're actually going to do that. We had talked about the end of September. We're actually going to do it the very beginning of October, October 1st. Otherwise, it's going to land on September 10th, which is, we figured October 1st was a little bit more fitting than September 10th for the end of the quarter. So, October 1st is when we're going to be discussing Mr. Mosquito, if you want in on that. All right, Jay? What's up? Uh, we got one here from our friend Gaming J. Oh!
1: All right, Mr. J2 says, "Hey guys, I hope you guys get a lot of interesting emails for this topic. I've said this before, but I often think back to the '80s and '90s as a much more mysterious period of gaming. Before the internet was too widespread, you could uh, and you could look everything up. Oftentimes." Uh, you only heard of games through friends or on tv and you never really knew about all the games that were out there and that's where i think of some of my favorite oh wow gaming moments came as a kid came from when you would go over to a friend's house and they would show you some magical amazing game that you never knew existed and it would become one of your new favorite games anywho there are many games i could list here but i'll just list a few of my my personal standouts P.S. After writing this list, I realized I'm rather chatty. I hope you don't mind the long email. Not at all. And this is not long in our standards by any means, Jay. No. Uh, Number one, Metal Gear Solid. I never owned a PS1, but I had a friend who did. And when he showed me Metal Gear Solid for the first time, it blew my mind. Most third party games, uh, excuse me, most third person games were all about shooting an endless army of goons with an unlimited supply of bullets. But here was a game where in the first few minutes, you could tap on the walls to lure guards. Hide from them and sneak up and knock them out. Not to mention that if you did try to rambo your way through the situation, you would be the one who was quickly killed. Coupled with excellent, if a little long story, uh, this, was, this game was amazing and needless to say, my friend and I spent the summer taking turns playing together and eventually working through the hit, this classic. To this day, it's still one of my favorite PS1 games ever.
0: Very nice, Randall. Right. Thank you, Jay.
1: Next one, Cannon Fodder. I never had a top-of-the-line computer growing up. I was always a generation or two behind. So for instance, I never had a CD-ROM drive in a computer during middle school. However, I had a friend who was the opposite. He always had a really good computer. So I would buy shareware CDs from local stores, uh, CDs that cost $5 and had like 25 to 50 shareware games each, and take them over to his house to play after school. We'd spend hours going through each game looking for the one or two good games on each disc. One discovery of ours was called Cannon Fodder. It's a real-time tactical game where you control a small, a small squad of soldiers and have to get through a battlefield with limited limited supply of ammo. Each battle is harder than the last, but it's a terrific little game with grenades and rocket launchers, vehicles you can pilot, enemy bases to explode, and plenty more. Definitely a DOS classic if you never tried it, and one that I only ever played at my friend's house. Next one. That sounds Super. cool. That does actually sound kind of cool. Uh, Super Spike V-Ball. This is a great original NES game. It's basically just beach volleyball, except that the main game's mechanic involves super spiking the ball so hard that it physically slams into someone on the opposing team, basically knocking them out. Nice. It it technically is a straight-up sports game, but it has a little bit of violent, violent rage in it, like road rage or something. Anyway, it's about grade four. I used to go to a friend's house for lunch on school days because my mom worked, and me and my friend would play Super Spike V-Ball together. In fact, we got so into the game that we used to run home at lunch to get there as fast as we could, chow down our food, and then run downstairs <laughs> as long as we could. I was better at the game than my friend was, so my friend would often just watch me play as we both wanted to see the end of the game. This was also the era, by the way, where everyone else else's NES was in a dark basement room with an old TV and outdated old furniture. I mention that only because I missed that era of basement gaming.
0: That's a good story. I like that whole little thing.
1: Uh, the next one is Leisure Suit Larry. I actually discovered this game at my uncle's house. <laughs> oh, no! He would often boot up his old computer and sift through old disks of copies of games that he got from one friend or the other. We discovered many fun games this way, including Rampage, another classic. But Leisure Suit Larry was by far one of the coolest discoveries I ever made. As anyone who played it before can attest, this is precisely the kind of game a 12 year old boy would get obsessed with. Yep. Sneaking into bars, meeting ladies, drinking, gambling. It had that really annoying pop culture quiz at the start, but it was worth the effort to play. I was never able to sneak a copy of this game past my parents, but I think the fact that I could ever, excuse me, but I think the fact that I could only ever play it occasionally made it even more special.
0: That's cool. That's a good, I, li- I like that. These are good stories.
1: I dig it. Uh, The next one is Warcraft 2. Lastly comes Warcraft 2. This is not a game I discovered at a friend's house. I certainly knew about it beforehand, but as per usual, I never had a computer good enough to play it when it was popular. A friend of mine, however, had a house full of computers. His dad did technical work and photo and music editing. So we had a home home network decades before it was cool. And we often networked video games after school. Think of a never ending LAN party. So yeah, we would play Warcraft 2 after school at his house quite a bit. Funny story, we loved Warcraft 2 so much that we found a way to install it on the network at school and quickly spread around the school uh, with people passing it to one another's accounts. Soon enough, there were eight player matches happening, happening with one person in the library, three in the computer lab, two in class, etc. The school shut it all down eventually, but for a few weeks you could walk <laughs> around the school and find people playing the same match in different rooms. It was quite- <laughs> That's awesome. I could go on and on, but I'll end it here. Hope you guys had fun with this topic. Cheers, J2. Thank you very much. That was actually an amazing email. I love the the little caveats and stories that come with it.
0: Damn. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Those were much better than any of ours. All right. Next email is from uh, Jeff Jeffrey. Jeffrey says, pronounce uh,
1: "Jeffy." Now that we played, uh...
0: <laughs> "Pronounce Jeffy." <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome subject line. Do you know where? Do you know where to find any Chinese people?
1: Oh, no. Uh, more Shenmue memes.
0: Yo, yo, yo. What up, homies? How about that Shenmue, eh? I'm so- <laughs> I don't know if he did that on purpose, but that could that's almost a Shenmue joke because t- I remember many times Ryo, the main character, saying, eh, at the end of a sentence. He'll be like, gotta get to work, eh? <laughs> 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 which is so weird because that's not like a Japanese thing to say. You know? Right. Anyway. How about that, Shenmue? I'm so sorry for Rob, but I am glad that you pushed on through. I bought that game back in 2002 with mildly high expectations. I think I put an hour, maybe two at most into Here's somebody else who, who agrees with me. Uh, the graphics were pretty good, and the world had a lot of detail put into it, but the game seemed like all sizzle and no steak. Hmm. I remember the dialogue no being terrible, all caps, both the script and voice acting, yep. And that the game was just boring. I kept thinking, when am I going to start fighting dudes? <laughs> <laughs> glad I gave up on it when I did. It's so weird. Like, oh, just, I'm not going to go back into it. Uh, glad I gave up on it when I did. Thinking back on it, I didn't get all that much enjoyment out of my Dreamcast. Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver was a standout. And I sunk way too many hours into Virtua Tennis. Power Stone and MDK2 were good at the time. But I don't know if they would be worth your time nowadays. And like I already said in a previous email, Seaman man was novel, but only if you played it when it was new. Uh, I actually own MDK2 for Dreamcast. I think it came with, I think the person I bought it from included it with it. So uh, I may give that a shot sometime. But who knows? Uh, he says, this top five is a really good one. Great idea, gaming Jay. I look forward to hearing yours and hope that it brought up some good stories. <laughs> That's funny. Cause we we're just talking about how good the stories his right. Here are mine and I will try to keep them brief. Number five, Frogger. Atari was a teeny bit before my time, but a teenager who babysat me had one, and I played a few games there. Frogger and some racing game are the only ones I can remember. It was fun, but I already owned Mario slash Duck Hunt at the time, when the Atari paled in comparison. Number four, Castlevania. I think I played all three of the NES Castlevania games at my friend's house when I was young. Wow. I sucked, but I did enjoy finding walls to break. Where I could find fully baked turkeys. <laughs> Number three, Faxanadu. This was a fun game, somewhat similar to Zelda Two. I really wish I had owned it because it seemed very deep, but I never got, but I never got to put much time into it. Number two, Super Mario Brothers Two. I did eventually end up owning it, but I had to include this uh, because it was, it was the only of because it was the only of the NES Mario games that I beat. And did so pretty easily just playing it at my babysitter's house with very limited exposure to it. That is so funny because I still have not been able to beat Mario 2.
1: I love Mario 2. <laughs> I hate it.
0: Number one, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Ooh. When I graduated, all of my friends went away to college except for my buddy Jeremy who went to community college along with me. We were pretty good friends in high school, but we became best friends logging I have no idea how many hours playing Versus Mode in Smash. Madden and Kobe Bryant's NBA courtside at his house. So many inside jokes, so many frozen pizzas consumed and a oh whole ton God. of, and a whole ton of silent anger. When one of us went on a losing streak, he ended up being the best man at my wedding and is now one of my yeah. few friends that I keep in touch with later dudes. That's Jeffrey. Impressive. That's pretty good. All right. Last one. Here you go, Jay. This is from Chase the Night
1: Cleaner. Chase the Night Cleaner. Always an honor to read his emails. All right. Chase says Good evening, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here with a quick email. My question of the day is simple and to the point. What is one game you wish you could change the ending to, and how would you change it? Ooh. The ending. Ooh this is hard to come up with on the spot yeah my friend my mind immediately goes to JRPGs (laughs) I love the ending of Final Fantasy Tactics I love the ending of Ten. Seven was a little bit bumpy and a little bit too uh, fanservice-y in my opinion I would probably, uh, if I had to do something on the spot, I would probably say Final Fantasy VII. I wouldn't drastically change really? the ending, but I felt it was a little bit too fanservice-y and way too uh, positive. I wish it would have been a little bit more bittersweet. Obviously, we lost you know, pretty substantial character spoilers, obviously. Uh, but I felt like they could have maybe made it a little bit more of a, a bittersweet ending where you just kind of leave with a feeling of, okay, I completed it, I saved the world, but we lost a little bit more i felt like 10 had a good balance in that regard because again spoilers there was some pretty uh substantial character loss at the very end and some very surprising character loss right at the end so um uh, yeah i would have loved 7 to be a little bit more adult in that regard or a little bit more serious but that's just purely on the spot don't hold me to that
0: i would change um I'm gonna go with Monkey Island Four, mm. um, the Escape from of, from Monkey Island. Uh, the ending is absurd, even for a Monkey Island game, um, and I'm trying to even make sure I remember this um, correctly all the way. But basically, a giant robot. Monkey fights a giant robot uh LeChuck, I think. And it's just I'm you can probably the listeners can probably hear my sound. I'm I'm trying to Google this right now and find this picture of it. But yeah, and it's it's just even for Monkey Island, it is taking it a little bit too <laughs> far in the ridiculous direction. Uh I don't know how I would change it though, because I mean, I guess I would just give kind of like a normal ending, maybe, because the game was kind of like none, nothing about it was really that good. So it's kind of hard to say this, is, this would have been better if they did this ending, because I don't really think they could have ended it in a good way. Mm-hmm. But just if they didn't do something quite as outrageous. Uh, and normally I'm all about outrageous things, but this just didn't fit. And actually, now that I say that one, another one that I would change is the ending to uh, Monkey Island 3, The Curse of Monkey Island. That game was really, really good, but the ending just basically gives you whiplash. It's like you do all Yikes. this stuff, you do all this stuff, and you you know you save uh, Elaine, and then it's basically like, oh, thanks, and then they're just hugging, and then they're on a boat, and that's the end of the, that's <laughs> the end of the game. It's like, it, it's like they like hit a time limit or something. And it's like, fuck, guys, we got to wrap this up as, as soon as possible, <laughs> and it's like, bam, two second cutscene, it's over. I would have liked to like have some sort of, you know, a little bit more uh fanfare, a little bit more story play out. See see what, you know, things happen at the end, not just oh sweet you saved me, let's go. That's it.
1: I dig it. Okay. Uh Chase says, I would change the end of Super Mario 2 so that it wasn't all a dream and was full cast of bad guys in the in that game get the proper worship they deserve instead of just Birdo and Shy Guy. <laughs> work could use some loving too and that is it for me gentlemen i hope tonight is going well and this is one of my one of my many awesome and engaging emails thank you for all you do for this for this great section of your show and for being super cool not just regular cool robert super cool
0: yeah capital is capitalized it's true
1: like super mario uh cheers and talk again soon chase the night cleaner thank you chase as always thank you chase
0: that's gonna wrap it up for emails send us emails mail at classic gaming com. once again our top five for the next episode. If you want to uh, talk about that, is top five uh, games that you were not allowed to play or buy. Oh
1: yeah, it should be a fun one. I think we'll have some some overlap, but I think it'll be fun. I'm
0: sure we probably will. Yeah, one or two in particular. Yeah. Um, and then from there, current gaming subcast. You've been playing any any non-classic games that you want to touch on real quick.
1: Honestly, just we've been playing a lot of board games. i am getting really into deck-building-type board games. There's a few in particular oh, cool. that we've been playing. Um, so, I love no, I haven't really... I do, too, and it's it's interesting. It's a kind that I never really was interested in, but I'm having a lot of fun, and, and we've probably we've probably played one in particular at least, like, 20 or 30 times. Um, Damn. And, you know, just started, just started playing through it. What so I've not spent a lot of my time doing that. Uh, the game's called Ascension. It's really fun. The one of the... I, th- I think the guy oh. who makes it was... Oh, sorry. ahead.
0: No, sorry. I was in. I was saying. I'm. I know of that game. I have not played it though.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really good game, and I I like the concept of deck building. And I believe the guy who made it is like one of the original one original people who worked on Magic: The Gathering. If I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah, he worked on
0: something. It could be Magic: The Gathering, but yeah, I know there was something big that he worked on too. I don't. You could be right. I just don't remember if that was it or not.
1: And I will say the Steam version, which normally I don't really like games converted into the electronic version, is actually pretty damn good. It's very clean. It's very simple, very intuitive. Um, so both the physical and the virtual versions are great.
0: So you've been playing both both versions of yeah. it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't own Ascension. My, friend, my brother's friend does. So whenever we spend time with him, we'll play it. But otherwise, we'll play through Steam.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because I... This isn't a game that I've been playing recently, but uh, not too long ago I got um, Shards of Infinity, and okay. that's made by the same guy. I'm pretty oh, cool. sure, and it's it's newer. I think it came out maybe three, maybe two, two or three years ago. Could be a little off there, so, but you know it's 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 fairly recent, and uh, that's that's really fun.
1: I, I really like that one. Cool. I love board games. I love uh, the pacing of board games, and I love the the requirement to have everybody together too, which is always nice yeah
0: um for me i've been playing this is the other game that i played when i was sick and this is primarily what i played while i was sick dicey dungeons it's a new uh game that came out just um i think it came out just last week actually uh or either that or maybe two weeks ago the developer of it is um the creator is is uh, terry cavanaugh who also made V, which is one okay. of my favorite games ever and, um, obviously he's made other stuff too, but my mind's going blank right now. But this is the most recent one. And he's actually been, there have been alphas of this game, uh, available for about the past year, I want to say. And it, st- it started off as a, I think it started off as a, uh, seven day roguelike game jam game. And then he kind of liked it and a lot of people liked it. So he made it into a full fledged game and it is really cool. So it's, it's actually kind of like a deck building game of its own uh in a way what you're doing is you are in this game show that it's kind of like you don't know how you got there but you're in this kind of uh sort of like an afterlife almost like kind of like you're in limbo sort of but you're in a game show and you're there to get uh to like have any one dream that you want come true and there are five characters you unlock. You only start off with one, but you unlock the others really, really fast, uh, except for the very last one. But after as you play, you start off with this one guy, and he's like, "Oh, I want a, I want like a new <laughs> truck or something like that." It was his wish, and, and also like to be the strongest person in the world or something like that. And then you unlock a guy who's a thief character, and then you unlock a guy, unlock a guy who's a nerd character. And then you unlock uh, this this girl. I forgot like what her background is, but she's basically kind of like a witch character. And um, and you go into this game show world, and they turn them into a persona, like a personified uh, dice or okay. dice. And you're going around, and you're getting in battles with uh with other with other characters who are kind of just wandering the dungeons more or less. And the whole combat system is dice based. So when you start off, you uh, you have like two die or two sorry two dice and kind, and you have a card. And so the most basic card would be, um, this is a sword or something like that, and it does however much damage is on the number of the dice. So if you roll a six, you can drop a six on it and do six damage to the opponent. But then there are but there are a lot of, a whole lot of cards, and they do like more and more kind of not necessarily complex thing, but things with a lot more conditions like this one will do 10 damage, but it'll only work if you put a five on it, for instance, or this one does three damage no matter what, but it only accepts uh even numbered, even rolled die <laughs> dice. Uh, or this one will split a um, dice in two. So if you have like one, Thing that is that that you can use more than once and it only takes small dice like small small numbers but maybe you don't have anything that uses big numbers then you'll want this card that you can drop a five on and it might split it into a two and a three and you can use those on your other card that's good uh, and then there's other cards that have a countdown and it's you know this this effect will happen once you get it once you put enough dice on it to get the countdown to go all the way down to zero tons of stuff like that you really have to like really think about your builds because, you know, certain cards complement each other. Like the like the the thief is the one that I've been using a whole lot, and he's really good with uh, cards that have uh, that that require really low dice. So like poison cards are really good with him because there are a lot of poison cards that he can have that that take only small numbers. And also one of his they all have kind of like limit break abilities. And one of in his is his limit break is you automatically roll four extra dice and they're all ones. So you want stuff that will work well with really low, you know, low numbered rolls sure. for him. Uh, one complete like run of the game. One complete playthrough is if, if you <clears throat> get through all the levels and beat the final boss, probably about 45 minutes. But it, and it, when it, when I first started playing, I was like, Oh wow, this is really easy. Cause I think I beat, I think I beat, I think I completely beat my first run. With the first character, but then you unlike the other characters and they, they get a little bit more, more difficult. And there's, there are other kind of nuances that pop up in the game mechanics that I won't get too far into, but also once you beat it with the character, then you go on. It's funny when you beat it with the character, then they're like, okay, here you spin the wheel to see if you get what your prize is. You get, you get your, you know, whatever wish you want, as long as it doesn't end on the skull, and if it ends on if it if the wheel lands on the skull, then you are stuck in uh are stuck here and you have to try again. And there's only it's like Wheel of Fortune, but there's only one spot that has a skull on it, but every single time you spin it it always lands on the skull. So you never I assume you eventually get it because it says there's six episodes for each character. And I haven't been able to finish all six because each subsequent episode is more difficult. It adds some sort of condition that makes the game more difficult. It'll be like, all right, this one, your health is low. Or this one, all the enemies are stronger. Or sometimes it does really interesting things. Like one of them was, all right, on this on this episode, on this playthrough, every time you roll the dice, they're always going to be all ones they'll start they'll start off as that and then the next time you roll the dice they're all going to be twos and then the next time you roll the dice they're all going to be threes and then you know gets a six and then it goes back around and that's how it is for the whole game so you have to kind of figure out a build that somehow works with that sort of synergy to try to take advantage of that the best you can uh i played so freaking much of this game i'm gonna see if i can pull it up real quick I just laid in bed. I played. Okay, I bought this game Thursday when I was sick. I've played it for 15 hours so far.
1: <laughs> Damn, that's so, dedication.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of got hooked on it for a little while. Like I was feeling borderline FTL levels of hooked. Not quite that bad, but it was it was pretty close. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's an awesome game. I, I, there's there is a lot of fun to be had here. All right. And that's going to do it for the current gaming subcast. Um, Once again, quick reminder, our current game of the quarter is Mr. Mosquito for PS2. If you're new, the game of the quarter is the game that uh, Jay and I will both be playing. Unlike usual. And listeners are also invited to play it and send in their thoughts. The date that we will be discussing that is October 1st. So when we record our October 1st episode, We'll both talk about the game and we'll read, you know, any emails that also talk about it. So if you want to, uh, get your thoughts in, if you want to play that game and send in your thoughts, do so before then get your email in before October 1st. Um, aside from that, please leave us amazing reviews on iTunes. Tell all your friends to listen to us. Uh, send us emails, mail at classic Follow us at class Gamescast. Follow me at King Octavius. um, Jay, are we gonna? I, I'm probably not gonna hear from you for the next three weeks.
1: You're cutting out.
0: Sorry, say it again. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna hear from you for the next three weeks. Am I? Oh, Land party at co- boys. Comes out
1: Monday. Go Going to Windcoast Sunday night. We're going to stock up on food, and it's going to be absolute degeneracy.
0: Well, uh, good luck. I hope you. Thanks. I hope you make it out of the other end okay. Um, just remember <laughs> that we'll be. <laughs> just remember that we'll. That we're recording an episode on September 10th. So, if you can come out of hiding for that, that'd be awesome. Uh, And aside from that, thank you everybody for listening. We will be back in three weeks.